Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's happening, weirdos? Matt, Matt, Matt Myro. Matt Myra. Matt Myra is his real name, but I call him Matt Myro. What a wonderful episode. What a wonderful guy. What a, what a really interesting, in particular, uh, relationship episode. And just, just one, of the, one of the funniest guys. One of the funniest guys going. Huh? Why am I selling you on an episode you already downloaded and are about to listen to? Let's get these plugs out of the way. You can buy uh, You Made It Movies. That's a great way to support the show. That's where I watch a one of my favorite movies or one of the guests' favorite movies, uh, and we talk all over it, which is fun. Doug Benson just did one. Uh, Mulaney did one. Paul F. Tompkins, Joe DeRosa. We got a, we got a great little group going, and we're going to do more. Here's some tour dates coming at you. Uh, Gilda's Laugh Fest is going to be this weekend, March 9th, one night in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Come to Gilda's Laugh Fest at McFadden's on March 9th for two shows, doing stand-up there. I'm also going to Melbourne. Melbourne. How do you say that? I can't. I know I said that British, and that's Australia. Melbourne, Australia, uh, March 27th through April 7th. I'll be there performing every night for two weeks, so I'd love to meet some uh, down-under weirdos. Down-under's an okay term, right? It's not like a slur. Down-under. There it is. The Fillmore, I'm going to be at uh, in Miami Beach, Florida, for two shows on April 20th. 420, bro. Uh, so if you want to come and get high with Doug Benson and then come to that show, that'll be great. Uh, he won't be there. Miami Beach, Florida, the Fillmore, April 20th, two shows. And then Austin, Texas, I'll be at Moon Tower, and that's it. The, uh, the ad is Amazon. You know what to do. Click on the link. Shop like you would. Uh, somebody just tweeted that they bought Marin's book by clicking on the You Made It Weird Amazon link, which I thought was very funny. Uh, also, like I said, you made it weird.com. You can donate if you're feeling nasty, which is great because Katie was attacked by a group of butterflies. Not the insects, but a, a renegade um, street gang called the Butterflies. They're children, but they're dangerous. Uh, so she's, uh, you know, emotionally traumatized from that. You Made It Movies is already on iTunes and Facebook.com slash You Made It Weird is a fun way to interact with the show. Okay, Matt Myro, everybody. Matt Myro. Let's all call him Matt Myro. Is this the 40 bucks? Yeah. Thanks. It seems odd that she would be giving you money. Why not? I, I didn't know we had t-shirts here. Yeah, they're in the back. Uh, Do you want a t-shirt? You're, sell, you're, you're selling t-shirts? We have t-shirts. Do you have t-shirts? What do you mean? Does Jonah Radio have any t-shirts? Jonah Radio has nothing but t-shirts. <laughs> is Jonah Radio just a thin front? For t-shirts. <laughs> it absolutely is. The man God has no desire it. to actually make a podcast. There's more t-shirts than episodes of the show. Well, he just thinks of an idea and gets it written on a shirt. <laughs> It's going to really bother Jonah that you did the show before him. Oh, it already did. What's that? <laughs> it already did. It already did? You mean yeah, he he's brought like, oh, it up he'll to you? never have me on. And I was like, oh, listen, I don't. I don't. Want to get involved? I can't. You thought I'd never have you on. You've been smoking cigars? Yeah, I sure have. Uh, well, oh, you're close. Technically. Yeah, you're they're close. technically cigars. Yeah, no, but you gave me one of those once in a tw- great I time. Smoke it was a great it. time. I couldn't smoke it. We had the most fun in Canada. By the way, smoking. Was that Canada? No, that's San Francisco. Can I just say, yeah. for the record? Yeah. That was a line of a freestyle that I wrote. One, it wasn't a freestyle. It was a rap that I wrote. The first line was, okay. "Can I just say for the record? obviously because you don't write freestyles." Yeah, well, no, some people, do. some well, people do. Some people do. It really broke my heart one time. I, I saw the M and M's 
the M&M's. The M&M store at Times Square. <laughs> the, ra- the rapper M&M's. <laughs> I saw the rapper M&M's. Look, look, we're in show business. Yeah. yeah. And rap is like show business. So it, it initially broke my heart. I would argue rap is the most like show business. Agreed. Because all you have to do is show up on one track and then you're on Cribs. <laughs> and you're like, who is, is this guy? That is very, very funny. It's it true, like though. took me off guard how funny that I'm was. Because I was trying to like stay on my point. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> but I really want you to know I would have been laughing really hard <laughs> if I wasn't just trying to stay on my well, point. Well, that's what's important, that you would have laughed. Yeah. yeah. I'll go back and in post I'll yeah. add a huge laugh. <laughs> oh, someone you, could do that. If you don't do that, I'll be so upset with you. I bet someone will do it. Hmm. <laughs> I have more important things to do, I think, than add a laugh. Uh, I don't to know. a joke that wasn't that funny. The, no, I loved it. Okay, Pete. But seriously, Eminem, you saw this. The Eminem. Yeah. Look, if you see me, uh, I love to improvise. Yeah. On stage, I feel like my mic should be hotter. You can make it hotter. Well, I can just make my headphones hotter. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But then Pete will be even hotter. Right here. No, you won't be turning me up. You'll be turning you up. Yeah. Wait. What? You don't understand how these work. If, on- <laughs> if only we could. Yes, I do. Look, I'm turning myself up and not you. That's not what's happening. Oh, I'm, I'm louder. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's how headphones work, Pete. You're a headphone. Whatever's in the headphones Your headphones. gets louder. I'm the E-Trade baby. I know headphones. <laughs> I sit with headphones. You rock those in the booth? <laughs> I rock my cans in the booth. You guys go, hey, I'm going to put this on wax. Record. You know the lingo. Yeah, I know the lingo. That I've, goes back to freestyling. I've seen voiceover. I, so I improvise, and then I, it, always, it, it always concerns me a little bit that if someone comes to the 8 and then they come to the 10, yeah. they'll see me do a similar improv. Because what happens is there's only so many uh, paths you can go down. Right. One of my improvs is crowd is offended, and yeah. then it runs a certain program. It's still improvised. You know what I mean? Wait, I are you, is your comedy act like a robot from the 60s <laughs> where if this happens, then this happens? Well, yeah. So aren't we all just robots from the 60s? Aren't we just like super complicated robots from the 60s? Yeah, with a lot more emotional issues because robots don't have emotions. Why did you program me to feel? <laughs> Why did you program me to feel pain? So, so people are going to the 8 and the 10 o'clock. What I'm saying is... Mm-hmm. There's a riff that I'll do. If I see a man drinking white wine, I will talk about it. Like a Riesling? I love a Riesling. They're so sweet. Any it's the candy any, of wine. Any reason to drink your Riesling? <laughs> 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 my, first, uh, my first drink was white Zin. When's the last time you had a white Zin? For, uh, I don't know embar- I ever have. It's an embarrassing drink. When was your first drink? Don't do this. No, I'm very curious. I'll let I you, need to know. I'll let you do this. I remember my mom used to drink Behringer White Zinfandel, and then I one time had a tiny sip of it mm-hmm. when I was probably like 18. Okay. But I, I, my hand was shaking, like pouring You it. were just terrified. I was just Were you ter- terrified of, the, of what's going to happen after you drink it, or no. what would happen if you got caught? Neither. I was terrified. Ooh, good questions. <laughs> what are you, the host? Yeah, yeah. The, that's great. Welcome to Four Eyes and Beard. You really, you really uncovered the truth uh, of, of me is that I wasn't afraid of getting caught, and I wasn't afraid of being drunk. I was afraid of being a bad person. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, I was shaking, and I was like, if I do this, who am I? Because <laughs> my brother, whom I love, yeah. was the one that would like go to party. I didn't know if he was drinking or not, but I was the one that would stay in. I was like a cat. I was a cat person. So cat people just stay in, and you trust me. I had like the implicit trust of my parents. Yeah. They knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. And one day, I uncorked mom's white zin. I barely even had a sip. You know, I, I might not have even drank it, to be right. honest. Did I you might ever do that thing where you out. would like try you know, beer that had been in it, like the, the few last few drops of beer? My dad would give me a sip of beer. My yeah. dad's a, the quintessential 
fun dad and would definitely give me a sip of his beer. He's the fun dad? The, I, I model, I'm literally modeled after him. <laughs> My dad would love to have a few, he doesn't drink anymore, but he'd love to have a few beers and sit on the porch and sing. <laughs> He would just what? Sing, what fucking sing Norman Rockwell painting songs. did you grow well, up? Well, now you're picturing it a little, a little too romantic. <laughs> there weren't e- eagles landing on pies anywhere. Are it you was, sure? just, it was just a man. Uh, those eagles only land on American flag poles. He was singing Bob Seger songs. <laughs> he was a little bit older and a lot, and he had earphones on, so I don't know if he knew how loud he was. What but if, he was, what he, if it's been a secret this whole time? There's nothing in your dad's earphones. That would be amazing. You mean his cans? Yeah, his cans. Put it on wax. Yeah, put it on wax. Uh, Look, I want to ask you the same things. That's somebody else's notes. These are your notes. I'm going to write down drink. I still remember the day I came in here and found Todd Glass's notes. Really? And then I put it together by guessing from your notes who you would interview. Who it was Todd? Because it said stroke. No, no, it said dyslexia. Dyslexia. Dyslexia was where I got it. Heart attack. I I don't think you wrote down heart attack. No? No. Didn't you have a heart attack? You sure did. You didn't have to write it down. You don't have to write down everything about everybody. I have nothing written for you. Don't worry about it. I don't like to write. In you fact, I didn't it. have anything written for Todd. It's during the show. We start writing down. I don't know how you do two glasses and a man. Yeah. But I write down as we're going. Yeah, we don't do that. We just sort of talk. Same thing with Nerdist. It just The it Nerd just Podcast? The Nerd Podcast that's uh, available on iTunes. <laughs> Download it today. Why would you plug your much more successful I podcast? I don't know. Of this podcast. <laughs> Everybody, hey, if you want to hear me talk less, don't listen to nerds. <laughs> Steamrolled by a nerd and a, and a man with too many t-shirts. <laughs> by a fancy nerd. By a, a nerd in a, in a gorgeous Armani suit. He's the fanciest. He's the fanciest nerd ever. He is the fanciest nerd. That I will say that suit that he had made for Mandroid. He had a silver suit made? Yeah, so it was kind of like robotic. Mandroid, of course, is Chris Hardwick's one-hour special. I didn't know available that. Don't say, download. of course. Don't, don't plug him. I don't know what <laughs> don't I'm you, doing. Don't you plug him here. You're not in his house go right to, now. Go to stamps.com slash WTF. <laughs> no, no, that's a joke you do on his show. Yes, it is. I love it. You told me about it, and I was Every so time. happy. Every time. I was so happy. In fact, go to stamps.com. Com slash WTF. WTF. Have a good time. And buy a Jonah radio shirt. Yeah. Who cares? I, we don't. We don't care. We'll somehow see more money than they will. <laughs> this fan is a little much for me. Yeah, it is. It's very... Well, I just see... I took my... I no, adjusted, Katie, you're, I adjusted you're great. by taking you're off great. my sweatshirt. You're great. You're great. I think it's, early, it's too early for the fan. Katie. Katie's job is not technically to turn on fans and be kind. And she was just kind and turned on the fan. She and really that's a hard is. situation. She's a, She's a sweetheart. You know, I'll tell you, Myro... <laughs> Three years ago, I would be so un- uh, non-confrontational that I'd rather just be cold, rather than r- risk hurting. I run into people that do this all oh, the time. I, I, I'm, you I'm do this, don't you? Yeah, I'm very. Much I know people way. in relationships. I'm not going to be outing anybody. This is yeah, like yeah. a deep cut friend of mine. No one would ever guess it. And it's just like, why? You're like, why don't you break up with your horrible girlfriend? And they're and they're like, well, I- Pete, sometimes you decide to move in with them. When you shouldn't. Is and this you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you, I told you we had to talk about it. Wait, didn't you move in with a Kiku real quick? Kiki, yeah. Kiku I know it's Kiki. Yeah. It's a, there was a sushi a restaurant called Kiku in Park Slope, Brooklyn, where I used to live with my ex-wife. She, wow. I just thought I'd, I want to. I want to join you in Let's Heartbreak Hotel. Together. I want to get. I want to get one of the themed rooms in Heartbreak Hotel. It's just Which theme are you going to go with? Fact, sad guys. <laughs> That's every bathroom is themed. Right? <laughs> Every bathroom has has the fat, sad guy theme. Myro, you you never cease to amaze me with how funny you are. 
So thanks for doing the yeah, show. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, it's been fun. No, uh, we got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm going to write down girlfriend. Yeah, sure. And we're going to write down drinking. Yep. And smoking. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say on the record that I think smoking is the worst. Oh, it's terrible. And you do it, though. I'm well aware that it's terrible. I know. It's Look, just, I'm not here to judge. This is a, stre- a, a friendly zone. It's a stress thing for me. Tell and me about uh, it. I quit for a year. You what? Did, you didn't always smoke these classy 1970s Afro black man's like clove I'll tell you, cigars. I started, I, like I, what are they? who? I can't even make I the started, stereotype of who smokes those. Uh, kids who listen to the Cure. It's goth kids. That, is it? That's the stereotype of people that oh, okay. smoke cloves. I, I apologize to Afro 1970s sassy black. Don't man. worry about it. They. Well, uh, I started smoking cigars. I'm going to put in that Donnie Darko mailbox an apology to them that time travels. So they'll be like. Is the uh, Donnie Darko mailbox also overrated? Is it? Oh, <laughs> wow. That's nice. Um, That's nice. No, yeah. I started smoking cigars when I was 16 because I got a job at a pharmacy. Brooks Pharmacy. In, in, you like uh, what we do Tuxbury. for you? In Tuxbury, yeah. Brooks Pharmacy. Brooks you pharmacy. like what we do for you. So what does that have to do? Because you work there, you Because could I work there, I could, I could sell myself. Cigars. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Didn't want to steal them. No. So I decided to break a different law and That's sell funny. myself. I used to go into shops in at the corner store in Lexington, Massachusetts and say, please sell me pornography. Would you please sell me? Meaning, say, I said to a man. Yeah. I'm sorry to take the story no, away please, from you. We're going to get back to Brooks Pharmacy. No, 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 it's fine. In Lexington, not far from Stone. Yeah, yeah. I went into the corner store and they had pornography, which was a big deal. Yeah. Lexington, pretty small town. Right. It got a lot of buzz. The parents were hubbubbing about the trash that they were selling at the corner store. Some people wouldn't go there. Wow. And I would go in and I would see it. It was behind the counter, kind of to the right, to the side. So you wouldn't even see it unless you really tried. Uh, and I was really trying. <laughs> And I didn't even want like a club international. I wanted a Playboy, which we just is wanted, which is actually you know I very mean, good writing in there. <laughs> there's some Norman Mailer. There is there, there is, really there is. is excellent. There's a collection of uh, of of Playboy interviews. I highly recommend it if you're a fan of the Beatles. You can download it on Kindle. There's is a collection true? of the, all their Playboy interviews, and I, it's good. This is it's the first good. technical advice we've gotten to. You're which, welcome. I, I like to say on the record that I have called you now yeah. and not asked you for Mac advice. That's true. Although it does eventually but it does come get up. to that. It does come up eventually. Cause you, it's cause, like being in the mafia. You're I never know. quite out. I'm sorry. You're never. I used to go to you and see you in the store. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It Everybody was. did. Todd Glass would do it often. TG. And he would play a character every time he came in, <laughs> which was a guy who would just say, you fix. <laughs> you fix. You fix. To you in a store. Yeah, yeah. As loud as Todd Glass can be. Uh, <laughs> as loud as loud as Todd Glass. What we can do be. is we call that a life bit and we call that man yeah. a champion. Yeah. He's oh, a champion absolutely. of life. Absolutely. Because that's the feeling of life to me is that it's passing us by. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel that way and you're kind of like we need to we need to be happy. We need to have fun. We need to do things that are good. And right. then like a lot of days you go to bed. And look, I'm not judging or labeling. I'm saying this is the way that I am, too. Yeah. I go to bed. I'm kind of like, I, I don't know if I did as much as I could to, to, to be fun and be right. happy today. Yeah, yeah. Todd Glass goes into the, into the Mac store. It's harmless. Yep. I don't like mean pranks. You should no. know that about me. Yeah, I don't like no, mean no, pranks. No, I don't but either. if you want to go into the Apple store and say, you fix, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Whose lives are better? Yours. And, uh, and people around us, The too. people around. Because our laughter was contagious. <laughs> There's no cure for the contagious effects of laughter. That's true. Contagion two. Oh, I don't. Just someone that. told a I don't joke. Watch that. I'm never going to watch Contagion. No, I don't want to watch that or side effects. I don't want to. I don't know anything. what side effects is. Is it's it another like Contagion? Soderbergh movie? Wait, did Soderbergh do Contagion? Someone looked that up. 
Diet Soderbergh. Uh, <laughs> if that was his name, I would appreciate it. His middle name is Diet. Oh, my God. Stephen Diet Soderbergh. Stephen Diet Soderbergh. Yeah. yeah, he did. Soderbergh sounds like a Jewish like uh, like bread or something. Soderberg. Soderbergh bread. You're thinking of Irish soda bread and you're you, making you have, it Jewish. Yeah, well, any chance I get. Soderbergowitz, maybe. I don't know. Soderbergh is not a Soderberg, Jewish name? Soderbergh, yeah, I'm sure it is. He's in Hollywood, Oh, I'm right? thinking He's soda, working in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of soda bread. Which took the Berg out. Right, yeah. Soda Hala. Soda bread's very good, by the way. Is it? Yeah. It sounds like it would be bubbly and refreshing, but I bet it's not. It's not. Uh, it doesn't taste anything like you want it to taste, but yeah. it still is a, a good taste. What was the thing before this? Uh, smoking? Last smoking. I was talking about, yeah, when I was 16 and I got a job at the pharmacy. Oh, and I was telling you, okay, so they The pharmacy a- that I was banned from life. I was banned for life from this pharmacy yes. when I was uh, 11 years old for stealing pens. I love a good steal. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a child? Yeah. Because children are testing uh, boundaries. I just wanted I wanted Dr. Grips so bad. The oh, Dr. you Grip couldn't pen. afford it. Well, it's not that I couldn't afford it. I just, why, why, why afford it when I could walk out the door with it? Anyway. Be, well, see, that's what I'm investigating right now, yeah. isn't it? Is yeah, I'm yeah. wondering if you have a $1.19 for a four-pack of Dr. Grips. Dr. Pens. Grips, by the way, you're looking at more like $5 a pen. Are you fucking? I'm not kidding. It had the gel on it. Very comfortable grip. And uh, I liked a good pen. I don't like a pen that's trying too hard. I like. I don't. I don't like it when they have levels and uh, layers and like a click that'll wake up your neighbor. Fucking beat it. <laughs> Be, have a good stroke, a smooth thing, and, a, and an even distribution of ink. Mm. And here's something I'd like. Yeah. I don't want it to be wet when I'm done. <laughs> what am I, Nostradamus? I have to pat it down with salt. I can't have it be wet because I'm left-handed. So it will just streak all over my hand. Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders and I are both left-handed. But yeah, I stole the pen. I thought it would be a great. I was like. My buddy was coming over. Mm. It was we got the okay from our folks. Come on over, we'll play Doom on Good my choice. computer. Always yeah. used to scare me a little bit the yeah. upside down crosses and the demons. It was enjoyable. I liked Doom quite a bit. So I said, "Hey, come on over." It was we'll fun watching home. someone good at Doom. If you watch someone who keeps losing at Doom, yeah. Well, I would use the cheat codes all the time. Of course, God yeah. mode. Yeah, God mode was great. Uh, yeah, and then the all the weapons, all the ammunition. Yeah, those two. Perfect. I love a good cheat. I, I I enjoy cheat. I, don't like a mean prank. Deal. Love a good cheat. I'll say this right now. I, I don't cheat at certain games. Keep Grand on. Theft Auto. Yep. Uh, four. There's a cheat code for it where you can have anything you want. You pull up your cell phone and you yeah. click whatever. No, you're talking to. It's like what a Matrix video game should have been. Right. Because you can just pull up. I need a helicopter. I boom, don't. I don't understand people that get mad at because I cheat at Grand Theft Auto as well. Yeah. And they're like, "How can you cheat?" I'm like, "It's a game where you kill hookers, yeah. and you're mad at me right. for cheating." Right. It's a cheat game. Sorry if I made this more fun. I made it more realistic. The character in the game yeah. would cheat if he knew he yeah. could dial uh, four six. Well, you're five, getting really seven. into the psychology. Well, of that Russian guy. Right into what it. What was his name? Roman. Roman. <laughs> my yes, friend Jay- Roman. My friend Jason uh, Zumwalt did the voice of the. Oh cousin. really? Hey, he made like thirty three dollars. The unions are not caught up to video on games. video games. It's it's so if it were a movie, yeah. and he were a voiceover actor of that depth, right, right. Huge money, but nothing. He got a free game. copy of a game and a Doctor Grips pen. That's worth fifty bucks. <laughs> Fifty-five bucks. Now you're throwing <laughs> oh, in the pen. God, you're throwing in the pen. That's good. You are so laser. You're, <laughs> you're so laser. I'm in the game Tron right now. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. Let's try not to bore the audience. Then. No, they Tron love is very it. boring. This is a I'm just sa- oh, I see. Uh, I don't want you to feel like you're not doing well. No, I'm doing fine. People, thanks. oh, see, good. What do, you, what do you mean? I'm doing just fine, Pete. I told a crowd recently that I have applause in my heart. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to applaud. I have applause in my heart. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite things I've ever said. 
Was it a, where, a place where you would usually get an applause break? And you no, didn't? no. Well, I was riffing, and yeah, I said yeah. something that I was so genuinely impressed with because I'm a big believer that your subconscious and you, where you, your ideas you are the come comic. from, have, have nothing to do with me, Here's so the I deal. can enjoy them too. You are the comic most impressed with himself when he's on stage. Absolutely, of anybody I've ever seen. What a what a wonderful ministry to spread. And I'm not going to say I, honestly, I'm not going to say right now that you don't deserve to be impressed with yourself. Well, because sometimes and I you watch know what, Myro, yeah. so there's sometimes uh, I just did Madison Thursday. I was so yeah, impressed yeah. with myself. First show Friday, second show Friday, first show Saturday. So late show Saturday, I was like, I'm tired of doing stand up. Like it starts to get old, and then I'm it's no longer. I'm not not as impressed with myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that Thursday when you haven't done an hour in a little while, yeah. and you start doing it, and you right. remember you can fill out the suit. You're like, fuck yeah, this is great. This do is you fun. find yourself like say on the uh, second show Saturday, just just going. Fuck it, I'm gonna do a bunch of crowd work. No, I do more crowd work when I'm when you're into when the... I'm into it. Okay, yeah, all right. And the late show is I have the opposite. I go fuck it, I'm gonna do material. Wow, yeah, I get upset. I get upset with myself, and I'm like, I just can't find it. But Thursday, I'm. So, I always tell people to come Thursday, come Friday. Yeah, that's when I'll be so happy to see them. Right, right, right. But then, like, you get it's you don't your your brain. Is a it, it's a contrasting engine, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like when I'm not sure if I can do stand up, it's a thrill that I can do stand up again because you right. forget. But then if you all you've been doing stand up and sleeping, yeah, and then it's just too normal to be on stage. Yeah, That's I find all. yeah I find that when I'm doing stand up a lot, it just it gets to, I get bored with myself. Sure, me too. And I'd like to point that out as yeah. somebody who celebrates himself a lot. I also have extreme bouts of like. Ah, uh, this guy yeah. still yeah. like this. Yeah, that's why I love all that meditation and stuff. Is getting rid of the ego and separating from this idea that I'm a man, I'm a comedian, I'm Pete Holmes, I'm this, this, and this. I love escaping to a place where I'm just like, I'm, I'm the same energy as this table or an airplane. Well, a little more energy than the inanimate objects that you just mentioned. I just mean they're made up of the same shit as I am. Yeah, I mean, let's go into that for a second. No, they aren't. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I suppose they're made of atoms on the on the atomic level. No, I'm, I'm right, saying I'm energy board. like I'm energy. Board. Yeah, I'm board. it's like the Matrix. Sometimes when I'm meditating, I think about how Neo sees the code. Yeah, yeah. And really, that that's just a cheesy metaphor. It's not even cheesy. That's it's just a, a metaphor. metaphor. It's a great metaphor. Yeah, it wasn't cheesy till the second movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The first movie stands alone. It's a, it's a complete movie. It's a complete movie. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a complete film. I've said this many times. The second one, I kind of enjoy watching more because there's more awesome fights okay. in the second one. But when I'm meditating, I think about that's a true thing of us all being like connected sort of stuff. I, yeah. can't, I can't really articulate. It's that Bill Hicks quote. It's like all energy well, is yeah, matter. Of course. Is matter slowed to a, energy slowed to a different vibration. And your energy, sort of you're, I mean, and even the way you carry yourself or the energy you have, that affects everybody that you come right. in contact with. Right. You know? Well, that's why, that's why the Todd Glass thing, I think that is a little bit of a spiritual mitzvah. Todd's, Todd is, uh, Todd's the funniest human being I've ever met. It, in, it, conversationally. Yeah, he's hilarious. Just in life. Todd, he left Todd me a voicemail is, and I saved it for three weeks. Oh, Todd's voicemails are classic. I would li- listen to it when I was blue. Todd, sometimes you'll look at a Todd Glass voicemail and it'll say six and a half minutes and you'll go, I'm not ready for this, Todd. I got to be in a special place to listen to this message. <laughs> Can I tell you, I don't take phone calls in public places. And is that, I, I wonder. Yeah, I try not to. I don't do it. I try not to. I try to stay off the phone as much as possible. That's a new thing. Yeah. I think that's only going to get Worse. more and more. Yeah. I think more, even though you and I are both uh, Apple, yeah. Apple files. Mm, uh, we enjoy that? the products. We enjoy the products. Yeah. 
the more I the more I do it, I I found that I've got I start getting annoyed if I'm in the car and someone's looking at their phone, or if I'm at dinner and someone's looking at their phone. That's like a, it's a thing. There's oh, there's, a, there's a sea change. Right I'm now. awful about that. I do that. I I am looking at my phone so much more than I should be. Yeah, just in life and smoking. Yeah, well, I'm smoking as much as I should be for me. <laughs> Let's stay in the juice zone. We lost it a little bit because I was really excited about what you were saying. Well, yeah, no. So I, I, I just vividly remember the uh, situation where I got kicked out of that store forever. Oh yeah, uh, stealing pens. Stealing pens. I, I was, I was, I was putting a bunch of pens in my sleeve mm-hmm. of my coat, of my LL Bean Field coat, which was a beautiful coat. Look it up; they still sell it. It's a great coat. You could still return it. You could, yeah. They'll fix it. Lifetime warranty, yeah. no problem. Yeah. How's that company still in business? Leon, Leon Woodbean. <laughs> LL Bean. Oh yeah, no, I got it. That is part of that's my my Xbox gamer tag. Is LL Bean? Is 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 something very close to LL Bean? What's your clan, J Crew? To... <laughs> my clan is of the of the banana J Crew to us. No, but the yeah. So anyway, yeah, I shoved a bunch of pens in there, and then I'm like, well, that's a weird place to put them. Here's Aren't the they going to fall out? You would think. But I thought I was really very clever. You just you know clinch up the sleeve. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're doing the clench math. But then, I could have probably gotten away with it had I not uh, decided to buy something while I was there. <laughs> so you went up to the counter. I went up to the counter. Brazen. In a brazen move, I purchased Funyuns. <laughs> I purchased 50-cent Funyuns. And... Uh, <laughs> What a dumb choice. <laughs> I paid I paid for the funions with the hand with the with the with the pen hand with the hand, with the with the arm that had all the pens in it. You didn't think it had How Pete? old are we? We're like 11, 12 years <clears throat> okay. old. Okay. Yeah. You know. So I go to pay for it. The guy I see the manager takes over at the register. I'm like, "Hmm, maybe he just really likes me." Not thinking I'm going to be caught at any point. Uh, I pay the <laughs> I pay for the funyuns. As I'm given, as as I as I pay for the funyuns, uh, he reaches into my hand and gr- like reaches into my sleeve and grabs grabs the stuff. See this today, t- 2013, he'd be arrested for yeah. molesting. But him. also, as a child, I should have just run. But at this point, I was so petrified with the fear of what's happening yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that they so well manager yeah. at a pharmacy right. Now, these days, that's part of being an adult is you go like, you're just some man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes. we can be reasonable. You don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life either. Exactly. Yeah. We're both misguided. Yeah. But when I remember I was getting caught shoplifting and the manager was like a real thing. I was like, ah, authority. Yeah. Yeah, 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 He's a guy. Yeah. He's just a guy. But then they called the police. Well. They called the police. Here's the beauty of it is. They call the police. I'm in the back office. On an 11-year-old? I'm, I'm crying. Speaking of Norman Rockwell paintings, that's when you're supposed to take a knee and be like, listen, son. <laughs> right? Somebody's paid to put these pens on the sure, shelf. But instead, they, they decide the to fuzz. call the police. Uh, the, police the, the police come. The guy just... Oh, uh, manager. Uh, think of the manager as a... Uh, as a he had a, like a bowl cut, sort of, and mm-hmm. then kind of longish in the back and a mustache. Yeah, mustache alone will call yeah. the cops. Yeah. He just wants to see some more mustache. Yeah, he just wants to get more. <laughs> Guys, come on in. <laughs> you, in fact, you if missed you last have, week's meeting, but... If you have a mustache to call the cops, you just press the center of the mustache. <laughs> mustache Far right, you call a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Um, 
so yeah, so he, he comes in. Uh, yeah, the cop comes in. They're discussing whether or not they're going to press charges. Mm. Meanwhile, my friend, you don't just give charges; you press them. My friend is terrified and <laughs> out in the store, just hanging around, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I, uh, I get. Wait, you, decide, you had an accomplice? Well, I had my friend with me who was going to go play Doom. Um. We were going to go hang out and play Doom. Uh, and uh, the. See, this is why you're stealing. You have no fear of hell. You're dominating it in God mode every day. Well, listen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I was, very, I was raised very Catholic. I know. You went to a Catholic high school. Uh, the, uh, we, I, the cop brings me. So they decide not to press charges. Mm. And then the cop goes, uh, where do you live? And I'm like, I live on, on Burnham Road, which is the Brooks Pharmacy is at the top of that street, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's across the Lowell border. Mm. So you're in Tewksbury, and then you go over the border. You're in Lowell. I'm out of his jurisdiction. Wait, you were out of his jurisdiction? Technically, yes. Oh my god! So what he does is he just decides, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, well, I'll give you a ride home and talk to your parents. You had to buy a wig and get to Lowell, <laughs> but cross the border. The best part was they let me keep the Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> they, they made sure they're like these are yours here. You like, they these. made sure to give me the Funyuns. Were you a doughy lad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't course, know. Maybe course, you, yeah, maybe no. you got doughy later. I saw that, a photo that'd of be you. A hell of a lot of dough to put on in yeah. a short amount of time. That would be an entire Domino's Saturday night of dough. Oh God, it's a lot of dough. More than that. More than that. Yeah, probably like a like a Papa John's on Super Bowl Sunday. That much. Whoa, dough. that's a lot of dough. <laughs> that's a fuck ton of dough. You uh, okay? We can talk about fat. Yeah, we can talk about whatever you want. I ever tell I'm you the open book? I was the fattest kid in my class, so like I was the fat kid. There were only eight kids in my grade. Did like you did 10, you sort of like 12 grow out of the fat? They kept telling me I would. I think that's actually like – I was actually just thinking about it. Let's talk fat guy stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's talk fat guy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I used to go to uh, the Cape. Like we'd go to the yeah. Cape for like a weekend or something. Falmouth. Falmouth. Fuck you. Yep. How dare you know me. <laughs> Falmouth. <laughs> yeah. We'd go up to Falmouth. Yeah. And I remember – I was just thinking about this today uh, – Randomly, not because I was going to be talking to you, but I was thinking, remembering that I went for a jog. I was like 11 or 12 or something, and I was like, I'm going to go for a jog. Like, look, listen. never have crossed my mind. The thing is, and I remember asking my dad to give me like an exercise regimen. I was like crying out like, hey, I'm fat. Can somebody help me? Would you help me? (laughs) Because kids need help. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, like, I just had no idea what I was doing, so I went on a jog, and, like, I ran one length of my street. I passed some construction workers. Then I did a fat guy wobble. I walked for a long time. First of all, I'm fucking 11. Why am I even jogging alone? It's scary. But it's Falmouth. You're fine. I know, I guess. And then on the way back, I remember I started running again when I passed the construction workers, and I went, you're still running? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I thought I had fooled them. Oh, that's so nice. They could probably tell that I wasn't nearly sweaty enough to have been running that whole time. But you got to acknowledge it from them, which is what you wanted. Yeah, You wanted them to acknowledge that you were running. Already a little bit of that. Well, I guess maybe you could say comedians just never evolve out of that childish brain absolutely, where you always absolutely. want people to see you're what you're absolutely doing. Absolutely correct. I was running that whole did time. Did you see that whole thing I did there? Mm. Did you did you ever have resentment to your parents for letting you be fat? I know that's a I know that sounds very victimized, but like at the well, end of the day, no. I mean, it just I don't looking. I mean, my mother was a nurse. Uh, she has that pod- podcast, Nurstis. Nurse, Nurstis. Yeah. <laughs> Nurse uh, YouTube.com slash nurse Watch your new channel. Um, subscribe, please. Click the subscribe button. My mother really needs you to subscribe. <laughs> she has no subscribers. <laughs> no one subscribes. Uh, 
you know, and, and she, I would go to, I, I went to a dietitian when I was a kid. Like, oh, there was, there was, there was, was a concerted effort mm. to go. Oh, because you got that Papa John's. This dough. is a problem. Uh huh. Um. So, yeah, and I just, I would always. You have brothers and sisters? I do. Doughy? I do. Uh. My brother, sister, no, I mean, they were all, yeah, in fact, my sister was called, we called her Bones when we were growing up, because she was, like, skinny as a rail. Uh, and she's later later in life, crimes. later in life, they did get a little doughier, but... Uh, growing, you were the doughiest, growing, what I'm looking growing for. Growing up, I was by far the doughiest. My kids, my, my, my siblings are, you know, my brother, my sister, my, they were in shape mm-hmm. as children. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister was on the track team, my brother... You know, it was I don't know, soccer. He played soccer. See, I, I just want us to have that in common. My brother wasn't as doughy as I was. Yeah. My brother did the stretch out thing, so he was exactly like me. Then he hit a growth spurt, and then he stretched out. Now, I when I was when I was in 1995, I remember this vividly. Yeah, Emmett Smith won the MVP of the of of the Super Bowl that year, and I remember getting his his football card, and I looked at the back of it, and he it said that he was uh, 220 pounds and five foot nine. Mm-hmm. And I remember in 1995 going, okay, all I have to do is grow seven inches, <laughs> and I will be proper, just like Emmett. Smith. I'll be Emmett Smith. <laughs> Matt Myro, I'll do you one worse. I'm still that way. In the movie um, uh, Social Network, uh-huh. the White uh, Winklevoss twins yep. go, I'm six five, and there are two six five two twenty, and there are two of me, yeah. right? And I'm six five, and I'm like. I just have to lose twenty pounds or whatever it was. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's like crazy. I'm still those constantly... little those little things stick in your head. Those numbers that you're like, oh, I should be this. Yeah, and then I'd be a Winklevoss twin, right. and you'd be Emmett yeah, Smith. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a you know all a Hall of Fame running back, but it didn't pan out for me. Right, I grew. I I got the height. It didn't pan. Pizza I got the out height, but I also got a lot more weight. Yeah. What is it about? Let's talk about food a little it's bit. Delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. What do you want to know? Louis C.K. has that great bit where he's like. With uh, with his wife, he was married at the time. He was like, "There's jerking off. Jerking off simulates sex, but there's nothing that simulates a pizza." You know what I mean? Right. And that is true. He's very right. Yeah. Is it a stress thing? Because it does. Calm For me, you I down. do. I do stress eat. Yeah. yeah. I stress eat uh, with the best of them, and then my problem is I'm high strung. So you eat a so lot. So obviously, I'm. You're stressed a lot. Yeah, I'm stressed all the time. Yeah, all the time? Most of the time I'm stressed. Particularly what? right now, <laughs> it's a very stressful time for me. Oh, I thought you meant doing this podcast. No, this podcast is uh, the it's most stress-free I will be all, all the day. <laughs> Tell me what you're I mean, stressed what about. What do you guys get, like 50,000 listeners? Oh, Ugh, you are an insult. I am slumming it. I am slumming it on Pete Holmes' podcast. <laughs> you really are hurting me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm re- I really am getting you don't. No, it's good to be on the second most popular uh, podcast on the network. By oh, a- this isn't Indoor Kids. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I thought it I don't was know us. What the numbers. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm just fucking with you. Okay. Oh, my God. I hope it's us. <laughs> Talking about video games is always interesting. Everyone likes it. Nope. Nope. I'm teasing you, Camel. Oh. So you stress. I want to talk stress. about stress. Yeah, what lot, are you stressed yeah. about? What are you stressed well, right about today? Now, <clears throat> I'm going in. Lo- I'm going to London next week, mm. uh, and we have to do a bunch of shoots out there for the Nerdist BBC show. Okay. Uh, so I came on after Attack of the Show ended. I went on. I took the job at the Nerdist BBC show as a producer, mm. and then it ended up being just with some shuffling. I was. Now, I'm. Now, I'm one of the head writers, and now the head of creative mm-hmm. for the show. Who's doing the t-shirts? Uh, Jonah <laughs> Radio. <laughs> We got a great one. It says, overrated the yo-head. 
at bbc.com. 50 more shirts. 50 more shirts. I don't, I don't fault them for that. I don't have yeah, a like, problem yeah, with it. Make, make a bunch of shirts. Do it. There That's is awesome. a weird thing. Even for me, someone who's so self-loving and stuff, when I see other people just kind of like shamelessly self-promoting or whatever, and it must have just been some day where he put like four new shirts on Instagram that I was like, this guy, like there's an instinct to make fun or tear down when really he's doing what we, we probably have the same number of shirts as as them. Oh yeah, you probably do. Yeah. I have two shirts and they're just for- What is yours called again? Four eyes and beard. Four eyes and a beard? Four eyes and a beard. Four eyes- you have glasses and a beard, though. Is well, it now, just you? No, it's me and Scott Mosher. <laughs> now it's four eyes and two beards. Uh, but yeah, me and Scott Mosher of Smodcast. Okay, let's anyway stay on stress. Let's let's stay on the stress thing. Yeah, so I do find myself, I find myself either there's one of two ways I go. Like today, for instance, mm. I'll tell you what I ate today. Mm-hmm. I had an Atkins bar and a handful of peanuts. That's what I've had all day, mm-hmm. and that's probably gonna be it until. Maybe until dinner. I don't know if I'm going to eat dinner tonight. Why? I'm busy. I have a lot of stuff going on. So when I'm busy, busy, like at work, like if I had to work seven days a week, I would be skinny as a rail. Wait, on the weekends, you're really making up for lost? On the weekends, that's when I'm like, You make up for lost prime rib? That's like, (laughs) oh my God, I can eat prime rib. That's fine. Well, I just don't eat the fat, you know. Yeah, but that sauce that they put on it, it's definitely got Who's sugar in it. Who's putting sauce on a prime That all you that uh, like a shitty restaurant puts on it? Yeah, it's well, definitely I don't got go sugar to a shitty restaurant. Sure you do. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very hoity-toity fat guy. <laughs> we went to a restaurant together, we and did. you found the fat guy order right away. I am not oh, judging you. that's absolutely true. I am not judging you. I well, am here on your side. In fairness to me, I, we were in San Francisco. Yes. That's another problem, too. When I, when I get the... I get the which road. I think all men do. Hall pass which road. Which is like, fuck it, you're on vacation. You're on, you're on the road. Right. You're, you're in a, another city. I was just in Madison. It's and I was eating with you. mac and cheese pizza. I had Ma- pizza oh, that mac, mac and cheese, cheese pizza. On it. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I had that mac and cheese. Oh, it's so good. It was good. It's so good. And I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not trying to sound better than anybody, but like I try not to. Like I don't really eat. I don't really fuck with cheese. <laughs> like I don't really eat cheese. I is don't it really eat it bread. Agree with you, or because you know it's horrible for you? I, because it, I yeah. know it's not good for me. That's too bad. It's I'm not. well aware too. I haven't learned a lesson though. Yeah, Jesus. I saw this thing. I, I bet you do this too. This yeah. fat guy thing that I do, which is when I when I was growing up, anytime there was like nutrition advice given on like MTV. So this MTV show where this fat guy met Madonna, and Madonna was like, two things you got to do to be skinny: get a colonic and n- no more cheese." And like he did it, and of course, like a lot of flare up diets. Like it worked right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. getting all the old cheese taken out of his ass and not eating any new cheese. <laughs> I wonder like how many pounds of old cheese was in him. Well, according to Joel McHale really took me to task on that and said that that's not true. But I've gotten a colonic. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not, how was it? I'm not proud or ashamed. I, I'm kind of neutral yeah. about the feeling. And, uh, that was a lot more shit than just like a normal shit. Yeah. I would you know probably, I, mean? I would probably, I'd be, I'd be on board. They let you watch. Of course they do. You can watch the You're not shit. interested in that? Yeah, it looks like You want to know what's coming out of your body. It looks like a train. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, a, like a bullet train or like an old steam engine. Remember those Tootsie Roll commercials where sure everything do. you saw was a Tootsie Roll? Yeah. Like that, but a train. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, you, you do that thing where you go on the road and you eat whatever you want. Right. Also, I, I, don't, I don't... I'm not here... Here... There's something interesting to me nutritionally, the philosophy of, of want, right? Okay. Yeah. If, if you wake up and you're like, I'm not going to eat today, 
you'll be hungry all day because you you shift yourself into the mode of wanting right. and, and deprivation. Yeah. But we've all had those days, and I'm stealing this from a movie called Hungry for Change, which I promote all the time, which is a very good movie. Uh, if you just wait about up, the homeless problem? It's about, it's about Obama <laughs> oh, okay. and what he wants for dinner. <laughs> if you, we've all had those days, like you're having today, where you get up and you just don't really think too much about it. So yeah. all you have is water, right. and you go to like four o'clock, and yeah. you're like, Jesus, I'm not hungry at all, and because you weren't, thi- you didn't shift yeah, yeah, yourself your into that deprivation yeah. thing. Your brain is stupid, and it wants you if there's food available to eat it, and if it wants you if there's rich, fatty, high calorie food. This archaic Mac Plus that is our brain that when we were cave people that if you found nacho cheese and a dead deer, you'd fucking never leave that spot. A rippling nacho right. cheese creek, you'd stay there forever. Because you got to get ready in case you don't have food for a week and a half. Or exactly. Weeks. But now you can get a fucking nacho cheese river in Every your house. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. And that's the problem. Well, so we're going to blame evolution on this. No. And not my horrible habits. Well, you know... No. Why, do you think – here's – let me tell you this. Yeah. And I want to keep this very, very far from me judging you because I am your brother. <laughs> do you understand? I don't I – don't, I, I, wouldn't I wouldn't take insult to it. Yeah, yeah. Nor would I, I – don't, don't But I'm not trying it. to yeah, fix yeah. you or anything. Yeah, yeah. I am talking about me. Oh, if you could, I'd be grateful. Uh, I go to Madison. Yeah. And when we were there, look, there's no – I guess we could have well, sought it out. Well, I think part out. of your problem is you're probably with Chris Thayer. I'm with Thayer. He's as skinny as a rail. He is skinny so as a rail. So you don't want to eat in front of him? Well, you know what I'll do? You know what I do on the road is I try and sleep uh, as much of the day as I can. I love sleep. Yeah. So I'll sleep really late. Mm-hmm. Then you get up and you eat one meal. You mm-hmm. do two shows and you go to bed. You only eat one meal. Yeah. So that's a, that's a decent approach to the road. But what I noticed was, because I was with Thayer uh, today or yesterday when we came home, was just three days of eating pizza and pot bellies. I love pot bellies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was eating their pizza, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I ate like, and it's like so fucking cold. You go and you get like a, uh, uh, what's it? What are those noodles called? Ramen? Like a Japanese soup, like a ramen. It's not a ramen. It's the thick ones. Pho? No, it's not pho. It's udon. Not, it's udon. There you go. So I eat some fucking udon noodles, and it's so good, and I love it. It's okay. <laughs> Now the thing that I, that I'm saying here is that was three days. That was three days of, of a diet of of a more standard diet: sandwiches and pizza and noodles yeah. and stuff like that. Stuff that I don't eat. Yeah. Again, not judging anyone who does, but as as a guy who uh, I tend to bloat up and yeah. overload with yeah, that sure, shit, sure. I try. I've noticed that it's helpful for me to stay away from that stuff. Three days of that, mm-hmm. and I come back to LA, and I have to tell myself that my brain is now chemically inclined and going through a withdrawal. Of the sugar and stuff that's in those carbohydrates, yeah. and it, and it took three days. The weeks before that, I'm telling you, was all goddamn kale juice and salad yeah. and fucking raw cashews yeah. and just nothing and lean protein. That's it. Right. I cook a lot, and I, a lot of what I eat is raw. And it's like this really nice diet. Three days of eating pizza and shit, and you're back. Oh yeah, the hook is back in oh, your mouth. Absolutely. And you're again today. What I'd like to eat today is a fucking pizza, but you have to like. You know, and again, I don't want to sound too preachy, but you, like you have to fight it if that's what you're trying to do. There's never going to be a day where I don't want to eat a pizza. Let me just I, for the record. I'm just going to go on 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 the. Record. I'm just picturing a pizza on a record player. And listeners, if 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 there are listeners out there uh, not familiar with me, I for I I used to be a lot. I know you heavier. showed me. Yeah, you looked like a cello a, case. Yeah, well, two two cello cases. Yeah, or just an I only saw bass, half of an you. upright bass. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you are a funny man. The uh, you're it, a funny guy. The I, I used to be like about 
five hundred pounds. Uh huh. Thereabouts. Two thousand two thousand three was I think my my peak. You were one fourth of the of the year. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, in 2003, yeah. So that's when... I just like doing math jokes sometimes. And it, it was a bad... I would have to, like, stop to, like, be out with my friends. We'd be walking. I'd have to stop and sit down every 400 feet. Wow. Like, it was just... It was very taxing to move around. Mm-hmm. Sleeping was an awful situation. Yes. I spent a lot of... I My sleep apnea was so bad that I had to... And I, I feel like I just talked about this on some... I'm probably a nerdist, like a host or something. But, um... My sleep apnea was so bad that I would wake up in the morning kneeling with my head on my bed. Like you were praying. Like I was praying because that was the only way that my air passage would stay open. Oh, shit. So that was the period of time that we were looking at. And I, and I, and it got to the point where I would just, it, there was a point where I would just, when I would go to bed, I would go to bed like that. Because I was like, I'm going to end up like this anyway. Oh my god! So that's how I would go to sleep. Wasn't that hard on your knees? Didn't you wake yeah. up? Yeah. Well, what I did was I grabbed couch cushions and kneeled on those, and then it was fine. When we're getting up in the morning, are we putting the couch cushions back? Or yeah, is it... yeah, you got to put them back. Well, you know, some people it would be hard. You'd just be giving up. I had a, I had a love seat in my room, my bedroom, when I was a kid. That's probably a problem. That was probably I shouldn't have had a love seat in there. Why was there a love seat in my bedroom? I want to know what problem you had with this love seat. Well, I just feel like why did I have it? Just encouraged me to stay in my room. You uh, know what I mean? I see. It would just you know, and I had you know, as soon as a DVD player was invented, I had one, and then I hung speakers from the ceiling and had surround sound in my room. Really? Yeah. You had one of those cool kid rooms. Yeah, I had a cool kid room. With a bunch of guitars lined, I, was, I you know, it had was, one of those electronic racetracks that would bring you a soda. God damn it! I wish I did. <laughs> it's probably better that it didn't. I'd probably be dead by now. You were living in Theo's apartment from the Cosby Show. Oh god damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh. so you kneel. So that okay? See, that's what's so fun. You and I have hung out, and we always yeah. make fat guy jokes. Yeah, and yeah. I tell you that you're the most fun fat guy because there's fat guys that aren't fun. And the reason why I felt like we got greenlit. And I, I asked you, was because you used to be super fat. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. fatter. Yeah. And now you're doing great, so yeah. it's fun to make fun of you. It sure is. <laughs> and I hate fat people. Why? No. <laughs> I hated myself. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, but I see it. I see, I see people. I see people that were close to my size or my size, especially when I go to Disneyland. I'm a big Disneyland fan. I go a lot. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. Whenever you want. I love going. I actually might be going tonight to meet Doug Benson for the world of color. <laughs> wow. It's a real thing. <laughs> Please keep me in mind. Okay. Uh, so, you know, when I see people that were close to my size, and I just see them eating the things I want to be eating, but mm-hmm. I'm not eating, because I do have some self-control. It sort of leaves me on the weekends kind mm-hmm. of thing. But And I just, I just feel bad for them. Let's be honest here, because I find one of the most secret, yeah. yet somehow powerful uh, tools to quitting something. Yeah can be a repulsion to the activity. Yeah. My father quit drinking. We were talking about singing Bob Seger on the he stopped drinking. And I know for a fact the way that he did it, better or worse, I'm not here to say that this is the way, this is how we should be doing things, is he started hating alcohol. Meaning none of us drink in front of him because he will right. he will judge you. I, I he won't say anything. Okay. But you know he'll be like it's it's the devil's work. He just shifted it in his brain. He only associates it with pain and loss 
and death and drunkenness and driving drunk and all that sort of stuff. So there have been times when I've wanted to stop doing something, like smoking. Yeah. And I've never smoked before, but like there were times when I was dating girls and uh, they well, they would smoke and then I would smoke. Yeah. Like one cigarette a day. Yeah. On the weekends or whatever. So not a lot. Mm-hmm. But more than I wanted to be smoking, right. certainly. And then one of the things that I tried to do was I tried to think to – I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to say it – is that I was like, oh, stupid people smoke. And this is where you get your preaching people, your right. preaching ex-smokers who want to yell and rail yeah. against you. is because they've built it up as a demon in their mind and a side of themselves that they hate. They're using hate as a tool. Yeah, I just don't – I don't – I, I could I could do that, but I cannot. Oh, I'm not even saying you should do that. I think there might be a good, positive, light-filled way to right. stop doing the things you hate. Uh, but and this is like the but, dark the dark route. Well, listen, I'm open to the dark route always. <laughs> I'm always open to the dark route. Going somewhere, Mister <laughs> Mara. Uh, you want to quit smoking, do you? Yes, yes, please <laughs> help me. Just use this spell. I'll do this. I was waiting for you to keep talking. No, that's fine. <laughs> I just okay. So how do I do the spell? Do I need to be a wizard? Uh, no. Two oh. payments of nineteen ninety-five. You could get more, especially with twice a month. Is this per? Is this nineteen for pounds sure. and ninety-five pence, or is it? Yeah, yes. Oh, that's a lot more money than Straighten I thought. Straighten your hair and part it in the middle. That's not a bad plan. I always wanted that hair. I wanted that hair. <laughs> you have that hair. I wanted the fucking. I wanted the. I. I wanted the Chris Hardwick hair from Singled Out. <laughs> As he, uh, the the hair drapes. I wanted the hair drapes Very so bad. badly. Yeah, like that. Like, like so you can close them and your face can masturbate. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As it's prone to do. Stay on. Stay on. Uh, stay on food. This. Yeah. Uh, Where yeah. were you? You. We were. No, talk- I was talking about. Yeah, how I find. I, oh, the dark. I, see, I you feel see bad. You I see. feel bad. Yes. I feel bad, but then I look at myself and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's me. That's that's still me. I'm still a fat guy. I'm still very much a fat guy. Like when people see me, they go, there is a fat guy.' Well, if the picture- but I think it's not. I mean, not as much as they maybe used to. Yes, because now I can. You know, I'm 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 of a size where I can walk into a regular store and purchase some clothing. We've gone on walks longer than 400 feet. Yeah. Maybe oh, I can do stopping. that. I walk all the time now. Yeah, I walk three to three to eight miles a day now. Really? Yeah, because I don't drive very often. Did you walk here today? No, I didn't because I had to be at work and I was like, I need to get here in time. So. Oh. But I will almost always walk to work. Yes. I walk home. When I come here on a Wednesday, I will walk to Meltdown from I home. bet. I bet I could. I, you've never heard me. T- we've never talked about juicing. Juicing? What about it? I'm going to be real quick. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, hate... I, have, I have a Breville juicer that I bought after I watched Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. Well, the first thing I was going to tell you to do was watch Fat Second Nearly Dead. Saw it. Didn't do a damn thing except make me waste money on a juicer. That's interesting. We call you a level one Fat Second Nearly Deader. <laughs> I'm a level three Fat Second Nearly Deader, meaning uh, I'm so – you're actually – and I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. You're the first person I know that watched that movie and didn't at least do it for a week. I tried. Yeah. I did. I got violently, I got violently sick. I did it for a week. I tried to do it for a week, yeah. Oh, yeah, again. Yeah, safe space. <laughs> yeah, no, I got violently. I got violently. In uh, which way? Sick. Uh, Downstairs, like food poisoning. Somehow, you gave yourself food poisoning. Yeah. What were you juicing? All Old Chinese all food. sorts of things. <laughs> Some Thai food, curry's juice, right? Curry's ju- yellow curry's juice. Here's uh, here's the deal, though. Here, yeah. the thing with uh, juicing. If you do wanted, if you did want to do a juicing fast, that's, okay. This is my one point about juicing: is we don't eat this stuff. Yeah. And I don't eat this stuff. Yeah. I only really juice it because I, I just don't have the patience. First of all, to chew kale, it takes fucking forever. 
to eat the amount of kale that you like should or would be true. beneficial takes too long. Yeah. So you juice it and you drink it. And uh, the th- one thing I'll say about it that I think is very, very true is it can change your palate. The way you go to Madison for three days and now I want mac and cheese, that's three days. I'm going to put it like nine days of juicing, not even exclusively juicing, but if you – if you have like some chicken or whatever, and as your side you have like a quart of like dark green vegetable juice, it'll like retrain your palate basically. Yeah. So that, and I'm almost done because I hate this point. I've made it too many times. To the point where when I'm drunk and I come home and I'm hungry, I'll eat a cucumber. It's because my brain just now associates that stuff. It's also all I have in the house, but it, it, it'll eat a cucumber and enjoy it. Whereas you come back from Madison, a cucumber makes no sense. Right. I don't want a cucumber. No. I have to retrain myself. I if we can look at our bodies. I appreciate a good cucumber, though. Cukes are great. They're great. As, a, as some sort of machine, if we can look at our brains as these things that get chemically addicted to things, it's hard. Yeah. Because we're also being run by them. But if we can somehow, it's almost a spiritual thing. If we can separate ourselves from our bodies and our minds. We have talked about this so long that we have ensured ourselves a place on the rest list of Podmas. <laughs> I don't check that stuff, man. <laughs> Fuck that. I refuse to have conversations under the guidelines of, of whether or not the Onion no, is going to put us on the best. And I know you're teasing. It was a fun joke that I made. You are a fun joke person. <laughs> I didn't want you to think I was calling you you're a joke. A joke. Um... Yeah, no, I mean it's it's maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll break the juicer back out and 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 and, and try it. Again. I don't know. I can't even. What's the what's the what's what's your what's your tip? What's your number one juicer tip? What's your number one tip? Is your number one tip make sure everything's refrigerated so it's nice and cold? No. What's your number one tip for juicing? Yeah. I, I think it's just that is that if you do it, if you drink a juice for breakfast and lunch and then for dinner you have some sort of juice and like some sort of protein or. My thing was that I would always eat whatever I would juice. I would also eat. Yeah. So if I wanted a banana, I would eat a banana. Do you know what it made the juicing? The period of time that I did the juicing, it made me hate ginger. Oh really? Oh god, that's that's wild. I can't I can't do it. I hate now. I hate ginger. I used to very much enjoy ginger. That's weird. You had such a negative experience. Well, you know. The other thing was that like I just don't think you need to go that extreme. Is that you can like eat. Uh, I would eat sushi or something. I would like eat healthy things while yeah. I was juicing, and then that kind of just changes what you crave. Yeah. That's all. Hey, I'll, look, I'll look back into it. I, I, I just not. <laughs> I'll look back into it. Now I feel like I'll we're just trying it. to fix Maddie Myro. Well, well, as we should, really. Never. As we should. Never. Please you please did. A, you did a weird. You did the five hour thing. Four hour. Four hour. Yeah, it took an hour less than you thought. <laughs> uh, the four hour body. <laughs> you were doing it's ice baths. It and was stuff. great. That's it the was. guy that wants to hack his body. Yeah, that's the guy. Uh, Tim Ferriss. Say what you will about the man's methods. Or, uh, or 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 just how he arrives at conclusions. I know there's a lot of people on the internet who are like, this guy's full of shit, blah, 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 sure. blah. I, I, the book did, I mean, the book was amazing. It was two years ago at Sketchfest. We did a we did a podcast with him while we were up there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to try something. And at Sketchfest, I was just, that was when I was like, I was probably like 70 or 80. No, I was probably like 80 to 100 pounds more than I am now. Uh-huh. Like I had just, I had. I think back up. Is this when we met? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Right around that time? Yeah, right around that. Because I remember watching you really lose a shit ton of weight yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of before my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd see you every week at Meltdown, and yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, and that's what I was doing. It was the four-hour, and it worked fantastically. Then I, you know, then you hit the plateau. Yeah. Which I'm sort of in right now. I'm in the, I'm in the plateau mode of, 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 I can fluctuate. Plateau mode? 15 pounds, up or down, but I'm always hovering around there. Really? As, currently. Hmm. 
And when I when I say fifteen pounds, it's after like a cheat day, and I've put on a bunch of water weight, and then two days later, it's gone. Yeah, you know. That's but the I'm thing not... that I've never understood where people are like, I lost three pounds. I was like, weigh yourself again. Yeah, no, yeah, obviously, <laughs> go weigh yourself I am, now. I am too aware of how much I weigh. Every day I get on the scale. Really? I get on the scale every morning. Hmm. Before I can tell you how much poop weighs, probably because I get on before and after. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's fun. There's Try different. It. There's differing. Uh, th- I do weigh myself usually in the morning, but then do you weigh yourself before and after you go to the bathroom. I always after. Look, do I'm, it. Do it before. It's just kind of fun. I'm an optimist. It's just kind of fun. I do it after I unload, yeah. and I am naked. I am not fucking around with any yeah, you don't like, wanna... towel weight. I don't even want to. I should probably take my watch off. <laughs> it's a pretty good watch. It looks like it might have some weight to it. It does. It's a very heavy watch. Um. Yeah, all right. Let's talk about how we like the same sorts of girls and how you move in with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's a weird thing. Oh, yeah. you 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 already told me about this. And look, it's not that um yeah. Uh, but, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Say what you were going to say. You like your your Kiku is t- is a is a fitness instructor or something. Kiki, Kiki does personal training. Yeah. So she's, she's, I mean, she does, she's also a comic. She's also very funny. She does stand up. I met her at an open mic. Don't bring that. I met her. I met her at an open mic. I met her at my open mic. Actually, is where I met. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Matt Myro's day off. Yeah, which is now just the Nerd Melt mic because I honestly am out of town most of those Sundays. Oh. Anyway, Hmm. come by. You might see me. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe not. I feel like they could leave your name on it just for fun. Yeah, they didn't want to because I kept not showing up. It's the Nerdist Theater. Chris is never here. I know. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. But anyway, yeah, uh, Kiki's great. What I was saying was, so you made the point, because we were talking about what? I'm looking over there past you at, I think, a drawing of myself. Where? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, someone drew you. That's weird. Are you like me that when people draw you, like, scan your ear, you're like, thank you. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, you got your your, uh, superhero body over there. Yeah. you were telling me that, like, I was trying to commis- uh, relate with you and yeah. be like, oh, I like thicker milkshakes. And then you were like, uh, and it's not just thicker milkshakes. I yeah. just happen to also, I will see a girl who, and I think they're really beautiful. And people will be like, you mean the fat girl? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've also had, like, porn stars that I enjoy be listed on some site that's like. That's when I got to take a real inventory bitches. of what's going on up here. I'm that, like, what? I, look, I'm telling you the BB, truth. BB, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I love a good bed, bath, and body works. <laughs> it's the W. The W is for what? <laughs> Big, beautiful what? what? <laughs> no, uh, but it's not. So I thought you liked thicker milkshakes, too. Yeah. And it turns out it, you just like boobies. I love, I love, I love boobs. <laughs> I don't like them, Peter. I love them. And I will go on the record. Saying that I, I do, I love them. Um, you know, it's 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 a. I don't know where it came from. I mean, I suppose evolutionarily it came from uh, you know milk and the like. I don't know. I don't know where the where the boob thing comes from. In well, men boobs and, and hips. Yeah, it looks oh, like hips. I love a good. I love a nice pair of hips. Well, they a good go childbearing hips. They go together. Yeah. Well, it goes. See, look, we're cavemen. We want the nacho cheese river. Yeah. And the and the dead deer yeah. and a woman with big boob. I wonder if those things go hand in hand. They probably do. I'd love hand in hand a boob and then the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I've not unlocked that life achievement yet. Um, no, I think it is evolutionary. I but I I'm always the weirdo that will point and be like, "There's something." Uh, oh, this is so weird. 
I wonder if you'll get weird like this. Yeah, yeah. There's something sort of Freudian. Hear, hear me out yeah. about it. Okay. Let's live in a world where that's not like the worst thing. Nap, like napping on boobs or like the comforting quality of boobs. Yeah. You agree, Just right? Resting your head on them. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying, look, fuck everybody. Yeah. Tits are sexy as fuck. And then, like, if you watch, like, a candid video of a man who loves big boobs, afterwards, there's probably some boobs snuggling, and it's probably the best sleep you'll ever have. Why is it so bad? I don't have to want to fuck my mother to find them comforting. Right, right. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. I'm not crazy! You know that infomercial that plays for the best pillow ever that's constantly on television? No. Well, there is one. (laughs) And I'm like, this is bullshit because boobs are the best pillow ever. They really, they really are. Myro, I'm so grateful that you joined me here because if I was alone, I'd feel really bad. of course they are. They're, 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 I don't understand how tissue can be so soft, yet so firm. (laughs) I don't understand it. Oh, human tissue. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. It's endlessly worth investigating. I am (laughs) doing work on the ground floor right now. I will get back to everyone with my results. Yeah, uh, and I, I, so if if it is tied to when you were a baby, yeah. babies are napping on boobs and babies are being fed by boobs, yeah. so they're like the most comfortable place in the world. I don't understand. Like I like soft blankets too. Something yeah. I loved when I was a baby, yeah. and I still love boobs. Yeah, my mom doesn't even have big boobs. I just love. But they, when I was a baby, they looked huge. Right. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now we're chasing that sort of. Yeah. Thing. No, I, it was uh, Emily. Gordon, who uh, oh, friend God. of the show, yeah. friend of the show, Emily, mm-hmm. who uh, when you first who moved out to L.A. first, or was oh. it about the same time? I think I did. Did you? I'm trying to. Remember. Yeah, I did because it, they well, stayed at my place while they looked for a place. Yeah, well, they well, anyway, I think it was before it was before I had met you, and uh, I was I was talking to Emily, and she she broke it down that oh, you and Pete Holmes have the same taste in women, right? Yeah. Well, I remember thinking your last not that I don't. Well, here we are. Here's what I wonder. I wonder if you are... Are you, are you just confusing the two? That's my question. No, I'm not. That's Kiki. Yeah. And I Abe saw Lincoln. Kiki once at... at, at, at tender t- Greens. Tender Greens. Yep. She's a big fan of Tender Greens. Yep. And then I think I can find... Your girlfriend before that, who I thought... I, it was my understanding that you it wasn't working out. It when was I- not working. <laughs> it was a long... That was a long and tedious... That's a funny thing to me, too. If you punch my name into Google... Yeah. Uh, one of the suggested search results, among many, is Matt Myra Greta breakup. Really? Yeah. Because people are like, I don't know if they're just, they just really need to know or like what it is that makes that, a, like who's going online looking for what what my breakup was like? Uh, and can you find anything? You must have searched No, you it. can't. You can't find anything. I don't think anybody really, really know. I think, the, I did tell the story, I told the the most complete portion of the story I told at a podcast we did live in Boston, which never aired. Um, so now, now let's get it. <laughs> now, now, now let's do it. Uh, It'll be our exclusive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the Greta Break. The other one looks like that one. <sighs> they look the same. They don't look the same. <laughs> they don't. They don't look the same. They do. Pete. Show me Greta, I'm, I, and I'm holding in my mind the memory of Kiku. 
And you should, I know it's geeky. Sometimes when I'm being playful and fun, calling you Matt Myro, for example, yeah, yeah. that'll be what I get a comment. You kept saying his name wrong. Uh, like, you really think I'm being an asshole to you? I'm Jesus not. Christ. I got to go way back, if at all. Uh, how do you erase a here. photo on an iPad, by the way? There's no delete button. On an iPad? I don't know. I haven't tried it. There's no delete button. I have not tried it. Uh, I was going to call you about that. I'm glad you're here. We can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know. What do you need to know? What do you, what do you, you were the one reason I bought an iPad. You were like, you're, you're right there with the internet. Yeah, just put the, the internet's in your face. <laughs> oh, here's a screenshot. You always have to lean it against something, here's a, though. Here's a screenshot from the Nerdist. If you're jaying it with an iPad, you have to lean it against here's a, something. Here's a screenshot from the first uh, episode of The Nerdist. And she's sitting next to Chris. Yeah, that's, that's the same that's, person. That's Greta. <laughs> Totally different. Totally same, different. It's the same totally, person. Totally. I don't. I don't know if we'll here. Let's just put this here. Blonde hair. Different. Totally different. No. Totally different. Similar. Different. Very similar. So different. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Do the. Let's talk about that one. Because when I met, you met. Yeah, you met me. I was with Greta. She was making. I remember you were both maybe making like these. You, like one of those things that a decaying relationship will do is you make these jokes publicly. Yeah. To other people. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not spilling any beans here. These no, jokes yeah, yeah. were made in public about like how you weren't having sex or something. Right. And I remember being like, "What the fuck is happening?" Right. That yeah. was that was to- so I met you towards the end. You were, yeah, and you guys were like jabbing at each other. This is like, like yes, passive yeah. aggressive. <laughs> yeah, sort of really. See, that's the thing is like people want to break up sometimes for such a long period. Oh, I wanted to break up for so long. How long? For so, for I would say a month into the relationship, I probably wanted to break <laughs> up with her. <laughs> How long did you date? Almost two years. That is the new record. That is the record. That's incredible. My record for that is five months in, year and a year and three months. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was ahead of the game. I were uh, you? Why? I, I, I here. I think. <laughs> I think what it breaks down to. Here's what, here, I think. I think what it breaks down to. I'm I I'm a I'm a I'm a terrible person to be in a relationship with. Why? I, because I. Uh, don't ever talk. When I'm when I'm when I'm in a relationship and I get home, yes. Let's say we're let's say we live together. Well, typically you do. I typically I do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just I, I did not. I did not. For the record, I did not want to move in with Greta. Yes, I did not. But you did. But I ended up doing it. But you also moved in with Kiki. Yeah, which I'm much happier. About. I understand, and you're in a yeah, good yeah. relationship now. Yeah. But you did it very quickly. We did it. We did it, yeah. We did it very quickly. I don't know what the what, what is the what is the time frame that that should normally happen in? A couple of years, something like that, probably. I would say a year, right, Katie? I don't know. Wait, what? How long do you wait before you move in with someone? Oh God. For me, I would think at oh, least a year. A year. But typical would be two, yeah. three years. Well, I'm just gonna jump on things. So yeah, uh, with Kiki, that's and I, something about our generation, man. I meet more and more people that are just like we've yeah, been three months of the lease and, it's and great. all this other shit that people are like, blah, blah, blah. yeah. I think leases know, push relationships. Leases, I think leases push relationships. I also think that uh, distance pushes relationships. Like uh, if you, especially in LA, if you got to go anywhere outside of the seven block radius you yeah. live, it becomes a that's a commute. I understand. It's a commute, so it just turns into a thing of like I'll never see you unless you're living here. Yeah. You know, and it just, and it just, that's just sort of how it happened. And we, we, it was probably six months 
It was six months, which is not, buddy. Not, you know, I dated a girl for three months, yeah, and then moved into her building, which is pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah. So it again, is. I'm only telling you that we're both it by is. the Nacho Cheese River. We're both met, hypnotized by boobies, <laughs> and we're both moving in with people are, way before we, we should. We are the same. Uh, but yeah, with the with Greta, it was uh, it had just uh, we moved we moved in. She really wanted to move in. And I did not want to move in. And I told her I didn't want to move what in. What did it... Can we start with... Where do you want to start? Yeah, yeah start Can we somewhere. start... You meet... Jesus Christ. Myra, <laughs> <laughs> you meet... Yeah. And it's great for a month. What I want to know, if you can remember... Here's the period of time where it was great. It was great when she lived in Berkeley and I lived in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's when it was great? That's when it was great. Long distance. Long distance. I would. I had a hybrid at the time. I would drive up, you know, on a day off. Yes. Maybe, maybe after I get out of work, I'd drive up that night, spend a day and a half together. Day and a half's fine. Come back. Don't see you for another week. It was great. Buddy? Yeah. I'm sometimes disturbed with how t- how times can be. It can be good to have a long distance relationship, and I've known a lot of artistic people that are like, I see them for three days, like yeah. a weekend, and I'm back. Yeah, and then like, I, there's something about maybe it's male brains, maybe it's artist brains. I don't know. I'm sure there are women this way too yeah. that like to compartmentalize. And it goes like that's the time that we do that. Yeah. And then like you can leave it all yeah. Yeah. there. Yeah. Leave it all up in Berkeley. That's fine. And, and you don't. And you're not worrying about yeah. how she's feeling. It's not an option to see her, so you don't have to feel like that Bad weird about guilt. It. Yeah. Like you'll manufacture. This is what I was just talking to my friend about. Where it's like you'll manufacture who you're supposed to be to attract somebody. Yeah. And then it becomes exhausting to be that thing all Which the time. Which I, yeah, I've mastered that. I have a factory that just spits out that me in the, in the back. It's and then you like, lure them in with that you. Yeah. And then you resent them for making you be that you. Yeah. And then when you break up with them, if you're anything like me, you get the relief of returning to who you really are. Right. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Yeah. We're fucked. Yeah. No, we are. We are, uh, we are, we are messed up. I, I just, I don't. I believe there's hope. Yeah, so we we started dating. We started dating. Uh, she lived in Berkeley. I lived down here. At the time I was still working at the Apple Store. Yes. Which for a period of time, I I, I just couldn't I couldn't stand working there. And uh, <laughs> so we worked. You know, I worked. I was working at the Apple Store right while I was making the Nerdist BBC America pilot. Okay. Like so, it was just this weird sort of situation where I'm. In this TV show, but also still have to come and work at the Apple Store and fix somebody's computer. It got to a point where I was walking downstairs. There's a little elevator at the Apple Store at the back of the Grove, and this guy comes up to me and goes, "Are you Matt Myra?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah, I'm Matt Myra." He's like, "Oh my god!" And turns to his wife, who's holding a baby. Can you take a picture of us? <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. And then I got to go back up and fix some fucking asshole's computer. I love that. I, I can I just relate to that. I yeah. used to hand out flyers in the West Village, and sometimes people would stop and be like, "Hey, I saw you used to be. You killed it." And I yeah. was like, "Man, eh, now I'm handing out yeah. flyers." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so while I was yeah while I met her, I was working at the Apple Store. The uh, and it was fine. Uh, and then she she wanted to move. I tried. We started dating. I think in April, and she wanted to move. She wanted to move to L.A. in September. Did that right there, is that what's flipped the eject switch for you? Yeah. Well, the- what flipped the eject switch for me was me going, don't move to L.A. Hmm. Don't move to L.A. Please do not move to L.A. unless you're moving. For from you? More- no. For other reasons. 
No, no, no. I meant, I meant for you, Greta. No, what I said to Greta was, "Don't no, move no, down that, here for uh, me." We're, oh, we're yeah. saying the for same you. thing. We're for, missing. For, yeah, too many pronouns for you, comma Greta. <laughs> Don't move, Greta, unless you're moving for Greta. Do move for Greta, Greta. Move for Greta. You're Greta. gonna regret it if you move for anyone other than Greta. Uh... <laughs> and then you just hear a single gunshot, and for five minutes, you're not sure if it's me or you that killed themselves. <laughs> Reveal it was Katie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and then she insisted that it wasn't, you know. Buddy, you're fucking right at the core. There's something about relationships, leases, and yeah. moving yeah. huge factors. Yeah. There was a girl that I broke up with because she was going to move to my city. It was one of those long distance things. Yeah. And it forces the issue. Yeah, it really does. It forces your hand immediately. And you have to be, and I've done that where it's like, you can't, and they were like, it's not. And I'm like, I think it, it's no, it's, I bet you, well, I don't know. It always is. And then you break up. It and always then, is. And if then, you're out there questioning the situation, it's happening with you right now and you're wondering are they moving for you, for you personally or are they moving for themselves they're moving for you personally right they're never moving for themselves right they're never doing it moving's hard moving is moving's difficult it's and, very, and a relationship can really help in a move yeah and I'm not saying that, that she was trying to use you right but there is an appropriate way that I think people can be empowered by somebody yeah for example when I told you that I moved to LA and I moved in with that girl into her building yeah. that really helped the move to LA yeah of and course, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not proud of that, it but that's it. true. It coaxed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when I got married, I moved to Chicago. It was yeah. scary, the idea of going to Chicago without somebody. And then I got married. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I, it's I, a big country. It's a huge country. Bring some boobies. Bring some boobies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big oh country. Oh, my God. Did you hear that, bring, Jonah? Put that on a T-shirt. Bring, <laughs> it's already printed. <laughs> Sales zero. Oh. <laughs> um, Am I shitting on Jonah or me? I, I hope both. A little of both. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, we we then she moves. She moves down. She wa- She stays with me for a month. Yeah. Every night. Fighting. Anal. Not yet. To both of those. Uh, <laughs> I uh, the uh, every it, it just. I'm just I, as 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 time's progressing and she's staying there. I'm like you you are you are going to find a, a place, right? Like this is the situation I was in. I was like, oh my god, does she think that she's just going to stay here? That's a hard thing. Does she think? Wait, she's so it wasn't here? really discussed ahead of time. She just brought a suitcase into no, your apartment. No, she was just like, I'm going to move. You know, I'm going to come stay with you, and then I'll find a place. Hmm. Uh, but it took her a little longer to find the place than I than I than I thought it would. Can I say that there are two schools of thoughts on this, yeah. and both turn me off? Yeah, there's what we do: the meandering, doughy, likable, lovable doggy types. You yeah. and me, mm-hmm. sure, come in, yeah. no boundaries. Yeah, bring stuff. Yeah, I love you. Spoon. Yeah, it sounds like eventually we'll have anal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying it's great. Come into my home, right? Because we want to be liked, and we want to love, and we want to be loved. And then there are people, and I know these people, and some of them are my good friends, and I love them. They're more type A. They're more like, look, I love you. You can move in with me. But things like this tend to deteriorate the relationship. You and I both know that. Before we're emotionally invested, let's discuss it now. I'm going to say you can live with me for two weeks, and then you have to find a place by then, and I'll help you. But like, we're not just going to merge and morph into this blob of just like you just now live here. Right. Both of those turn me off. I don't yeah. like it. I want everybody to handle themselves. And if you want to give yourself two weeks, that's fine. But don't make me be the one that's like, welcome to H&R Block. I'm going to set up our relationship right. and itemize what we do. Yeah. I don't like either. So I, I, I sympathize. No. So, yeah, it just turned into a thing where I wanted to, I wanted to find a place. She finally found the place in, in Studio City. See, can I say something else, yeah. Matt Myro? It, then you want their place to be great. Yeah. 
like I've helped girlfriends find places in New York. You want it to be safe. Yeah, yeah. And and like we were in different places financially, so what they could afford was a place that I wouldn't want to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You're kind of like, yeah, I know, but yeah. uh, this is where I would live. If That's uh, a very good Katie Crown impression. Who? Katie Crown. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Who's Katie Crown? It's a very good impression of her. <laughs> uh, I'll just go around town doing it until we're introduced. <laughs> Do you know someone that talks like this? <laughs> So go on. You're just you're just stirring up all sorts of feelings. Yeah. No. The uh, so <clears throat> yeah. She moves to Studio City. That's that's fine. So this is now October. All right. The scariest month. Yeah. It's terrifying. Mm. Not just because of Hallow's Eve. <laughs> uh, October. She moves. Then it becomes a thing where okay, let's sort of let's try and 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 build this relationship. Let's Did you try feel any quiet resentment where it was like, why don't you just let me live here? No. None no. whatsoever. Okay. Because I in no way, shape, or form wanted to live with her. I think that's great. I, I would have never... I'm impressed. I knew, it was, I knew it was a bad idea. I knew it was a bad idea then. So let's... Okay, so we'll take off some cool points for you not knowing that it was the wrong relationship and not ending it, but at least you didn't all in and move right. in right away. Right, right, right. right. You right. do later, though, don't you? We do, we do, we do, we do later. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do later. In, I want to know why. In the worst talk, period of time in my life. I want to talk all about why. Uh, I'm doing a little dance. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, we, uh, she moves to Studio City. I live in LA. Uh, you know, back, there's a back and forth commute a bit. More, more her coming to my place than me going over there. Always a subtle power move. Yeah. Whose place do we go to? Right, right, right. right. Well, it's always mine because I'm so lazy. The, 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 but, you know, it just, it just, it just became a thing of like, I was, I was living in a, in a, in an apartment with a bunch of people and I didn't like it. Well, I liked the apartment. I didn't like just living with a bunch of people. More than two roommates? Yeah. Three roommates. Three roommates. Yeah. I had a gay couple, Hmm. Matt, Matt and Adam, and then Heath, who was my best friend from kindergarten. Heath sounds bi-curious. It might be. Who knows? Who <laughs> what, knows? Whatever name you said, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing to do with uh, anything. Yeah, we were in a big, we were in a big, uh, big twenty two thousand square foot apartment. It was a big apartment. Mm-hmm. It was three bedrooms. Uh, but anyway, I'm just picturing that's a Mac, not that's an not, Apple store. Yeah, that's not important. The uh, so we sort of we go through our ups and downs. We have you know we have we have a relationship. More I would say more downs than ups. Mm. Uh, what is the source of your downs? Uh, arguing, arguing, and and I remember vividly we had an argument about her staying over every night, mm. and I hated it. You hated that she stayed over. Every yeah, night. I hated it. I hated it because I wanted my time to me. And I don't know if in the end of uh, in the end I just really just wanted to masturbate in the morning or what. I don't mm. know what what the me needing my time. What is that? What do I need my time for? I understand. There's a different quality. My routine. I don't know. Even sometimes, even if you are well-sexed, yeah. a guy wants to take himself to dinner. Yeah, sure. Because my therapist has told me that he thinks that uh, one of the appeals to it, for me at least, is that it is indulgent. That you're like, this is for me. Yeah. It's like cutting yourself a piece of cake from your refrigerator. And you're like, this oh, is my time. I just really want cake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That would be amazing right now. Just a cake. Just a, just a. I was picturing a yeah. hard chocolate cake. Okay, I was picturing a chocolate cake as well. But, but it's it hard because it was in the it fridge. It was moist, though. Mine's been in the fridge for like two weeks. Oh, mine's only been there for like six hours. As I bite into it, I go, <laughs> does cake go bad? 
I still don't know. Sure I've had ca- I've had cake in my fridge for months, and I eat it. I'm pretty sure time. my parents my parents the top of their wedding cake is still in the freezer. See, that makes me think it never goes bad because you're supposed to eat it. Forty years ago, you eat it when you get divorced. Oh, is that what happens? <laughs> That's all my dad's left with. Uh, so. Wait, uh, you're you're making me think a lot of things. So she wants to stay over, and you she want to stay your, over your all the time. time. I'm like, that's not what people do. This is me explaining to her. I tried to explain to her how relationships work. I'm right. like, and in and in my mind, how relationships work, not actually how relationships work. Right. Just in Matt Myra's brain, this is how a relationship works. Yes. I go. You don't have to stay over every night. That's not what adults do. Adults don't have to stay over each other's apartment every night. You know what's fun? Maybe we hang out. Then you go home. That could be fun, too. Have we thought of trying that? Wow. This kind of thing. And almost in this tone. Yeah, I believe it. And you know, but can I in- inject some Dr. Yeah. Gary Penn here? <laughs> Please. I think Dr. Gary Penn would say, he's, he, that's my therapist, he's a big believer in, like, you need to own your feelings sort of thing. Yeah. And it, it'll actually ultimately be appealing. Here's what I'm saying. We put out this guy, the bait, the date guy, yeah. to lure the girl. Yeah. And one of the things that that date guy does is he doesn't want to upset anything. But really, what I think I'm learning is that ultimately, someone who's upfront and honest and direct is far more appealing and vagina moistening yeah. than this guy that's just like relationship, like trying to kind of soften the point. Yeah. When you say, this is how I work, yeah. I need my alone time, yeah. because this is the example my, th- and my therapist always gives. He goes, if I say to my wife... I want to go golfing on Sunday. His friends say, do you want to go golfing on Sunday? And he says, oh, great. I'd love to do that. And then he tells his wife, I want to go golfing on Sunday with the fellas. And then she says, but why don't you want to hang out with me? He goes, that's her being crazy. Yeah. She's making it about her. Right. You can't interpret, I'd like to play golf with, yeah. I don't want to be with you. Right. When you can't interpret... Sometimes I want to wake up and jerk off with, I don't want to sleep or wake up or be with you. Right. Th- those things don't have to exclude right. each other. Right, exactly. And I just, and it, it just became a thing. I just was sort of just being like, no, 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 don't, please don't stay over. <laughs> please don't. Just don't. See, I want to know what someone says to that, that, that the conversation keeps going. She would say that I was crazy. You crazy? Uh, not quite like that. Just, you crazy. That's it. That's it. Like Nick Kroll? Yeah, exactly. Actually, I was dating Nick Kroll. <laughs> uh, mm, you crazy. <laughs> I was dating yeah. one of Nick Kroll's five well, funny characters. Watch the Kroll show. Yeah, maybe just watch it. <laughs> it's not even good. Um, so but it's fun. Uh, <clears throat> we just, yeah. So, so I, I still don't understand. Time. There's a long period of time where she wants to stay over every night. I don't want her to stay over every night. We fight about it. Is fight it, about it. Yeah. There's no resolution to it. What There's happens? No she does stay over? It. She stays over, <laughs> maybe a little less, but I feel like the same amount. It's hard to win a fight where the other person can win by going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it sure hard is. to win. It sure she is. She just cuddles up in spoons, and all of a sudden, you're just kind of like, don't have the will. And she wakes up I the victor. The will. I always You love will. a good fight? I, 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 apparently. I, I fought, we fought when we eventually did move in. See, how does that happen? It was every night. We fought every night. Really? Yeah, it was every night. That's where the passive-aggressive jokes come in. And again, I'd like to point out, I get to that place. I've been in that place, too, where yeah. I'm openly... There are cries for help. You're shooting these flares into the crowd, yeah. into the crowd, into the sky, and everyone knows that you yeah. should break up, and you know you yeah. should break up. It's the weirdest thing and in that's the world. The, that's the place we got to. Pretty, pretty quickly, we got to that place where everyone's like, why, why aren't you guys breaking up what are you still doing with her and was the answer what was the answer 
I think for me the answer was I uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I think the answer still still to this day I don't know why I didn't break up with her earlier. Can I throw you some options? Yeah. The common ones mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. One boob hypnotism. Sex it wasn't even it wasn't even that interesting. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh. A real fear of hurting somebody. Oh, you know what it was? Mm. That's probably more more or less it. It was not even just a fear of hurting. It was just a fear of sort, sort of going, oh, my God, if I break up with her, what is she going to do? Mm-hmm. What is she going to do? Like, I don't know what she's going to do. I got her a job. I yes. got her. You know, I helped her out financially you, sometimes. Is, you're describing to me what I've been in as well, yeah. which is the daddy relationship. Yeah. And where? How do you break up with your daughter? Right. That's why you keep them your girlfriend. Yeah. You can break up with a girlfriend. You yeah. can't break up with a daughter right, girlfriend. Right, 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 right. And you can't break up with a mommy girlfriend. Yeah. I've had all of these. And plus, I was always worried about how I I, I, I would see flares of crazy in her, yes. and I was always worried about what that switch would be like. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's brilliant. Yeah. I have people in my life that I'm like, I'd really like to tell them a piece of my mind, yeah. and then I'm like, would they stab me? Yeah. No, honest to God, it was not to kidding. that point. It was to that point where I was like, I don't know how she would react in a in a breakup situation. I don't know <sighs> what 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 would happen. Myro. I I know this fear. Yeah, I don't. It's know. like werewolves, but real. Yeah, exactly. It's, real. Like, it's exactly like werewolves. It's a real fear. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to pull the trigger for so long. I didn't want to pull the trigger partially just for fear of her reaction and what she would either do to me or herself. Yes, or 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 just just. Just I just don't I, for me it felt like and it ultimately somewhat turned out to be true that by breaking up with this person I would break her yes like I would just shatter the world that she was right. living in right and I didn't want to do you it. were a supporting you were a load bearing Myro I really really was yeah and I, and I and I just didn't I was worried about what you're a ooh. what would happen and, and I just didn't and part of me was like okay here's here's how my life will go. I'm going to be unhappy for the rest of it, but I'm going to make sure she doesn't break. You mean you're going to stay invested That's, in her life? That, that was part of my, my brain was like, this is how this relationship's going to go. And, and there was a point where I was accepting of this. I was accepting of the fact that she, I would remain miserable. Mm. Even after you broke up? No, this is, this is, oh, this you'd is before, stay in. before the relationship. This, this is, yeah, I would stay in the relationship in order to make sure she didn't snap. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I am brimming with terror right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not actually afraid. Yeah. But like it's it's one of the causes that breaks my heart the most is listen carefully. Women in fact I think historically and certainly they have deep capacities to roll with things and take it on the chin. Yeah. I think that's understood. Right. There's a lot of relationships where the woman gets dwarfed and disappears and and behind every great man and all that bullshit. So believe me, I, I love women all day, and I sympathize to that. Here's something I've heard less about, which it comes up on the show, is the sad dad phenomenon. Men, the guys who skin tigers and build castles and rule empires and all that shit that's kind of cool that men do. Yeah. Gladiators, brave soldiers. Yeah, astronauts. Astronauts. You know, women do all that stuff, too. But, like... I'm, Not as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying... Like, I know it's tricky to talk about gender. I'm just saying men can be long bowsmen yeah. and light arrows on fire and siege things and, like, hide out in a bale of hay like a sniper for three weeks and shoot somebody and get away. Yeah. And you have paint on your face and you tell a story without emotion. 
It's amazing. Very specific. Man. Yeah. Fucking man. Right. Something else I've seen men able to do is completely disappear and shrink inside of themselves and become what I call a sad dad. Yeah. And that was – you don't even know. You had the handgun with the sad dad bullet in it and you had it to your head and you're like, I think I could do that because that's one of the choices you can make as a man. Yeah. Is to lead a life of quiet desperation yep. and disappear and go like this woman is irrational. Yep. She's overbearing. She, I'm not talking about her anymore. I'm just yeah, saying sure, sure, sure. she's crazy. She's going to kill me. She's unstable. But I'm a load-bearing fucking pillar in her life. I can't stand to break her. It's like an inappropriate affection I have for this person. So instead of leaving and disappearing that way, I'm going to stay and disappear. Right. That's what that's one of our ninja abilities. That's and it terrifies me. And it really it it looked like I might go that way. It really really looked like it. Hit it. Uh, you, you didn't. It looked it really well, when you find out why. Oh. Oh boy. The actual breakup. Uh we'll get to that shortly. I couldn't uh this is the best day of my life. <laughs> uh the okay, so so we're going we're going we're going through some we're going through some stuff. There, there, there comes a time where I start to get busy. I get a job on Attack of the Show on G4. So now I'm, I'm doing TV. So now that starts to take up a lot of life. Because we do a daily live show every day, five days a week. And it just it's a lot. It's a lot of that work. It is a lot. And uh, then we started touring. The Nerdist podcast started going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Is there a little bit of a twinge of like contentment that your work is taking you away from this thing? Yeah, I mean, and like, again, I'm right there with you. When I was in bad places and I had to go on the road, I was like, "I'm sorry, I got to," and yeah. I'm like, "Zippity dude." <laughs> yeah, towards the towards the end, I, I wouldn't even walk out the door before I started singing that. I would just. <laughs> uh, that is a funny, funny sketch idea. Is he's like, it would take this entire podcast yeah, sure. to set it up. Yeah. But you're like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. And she's like, you have to go. It's like I have to go. do. <laughs> hey, you're you're happy about it? No, 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 baby, I'm gonna miss you. Oh my, what a oh, terrible, terrible but, day this but is. But you said you don't want to go. I didn't. I didn't mean that. Oh, I, I don't want to go. I cannot believe that I'm leaving you. Really, Zippity. <laughs> oh, God. Some jokes take an hour and a half to set up. Those are, those are the best. Those are the best jokes, everyone. Keep going, Zippity. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so I, got, I started getting very busy. And here's a, here's, a pivotal, here's a pivotal moment in the relationship. This happened in November... She passed me a basketball, and I had to turn on one yeah. foot. And I was like, you're not setting a screen properly. <laughs> but How do you expect me to do this? <laughs> but you pivoted anyway. Yeah. Um, so we, it's, it's November of uh, 2011. November mm-hmm. 2011. And I'm, I'm busy. I'm flying all over the place to do these shows on the weekends. So it comes down to I see her six, seven hours a week, if that. And we live together. Mm. Um. So it, there, there, there's, there's this little, there's this point. Meanwhile, I'm awful. 
in the relationship. I'm this mean. is the not talking thing. This is the not talking thing, but this is the when I do when I do talk, I said I said I would say the most cutting worst things possible that I found hilarious. <laughs> and uh, she wrote she wrote them down. Like she has a list oh. of like the things I would say to her because she was a writer, and she uh, she had a list of she of Lena Dunham do. She leaned in. Done it. Well, I don't know. We'll, I'm sure eventually you'll see this. Like, I'll probably be Louis Anderson playing me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to go. Symphony uh, do not. Symphony day. Uh, 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 I'm yeah. going to miss you, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so there, yeah. So there came there, yeah. Not talking, not sharing my feelings. A big problem in my life, still to this day, mm. a pretty big problem. Um, but, find that hard to believe. But <laughs> I do really. Well, we gab. Yeah, we do. We do. We talk. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But so this is November, and I'm sorry about going everywhere. At this point, I'm like, let's let's try and make this work. At this point, in my head, I'm like, all right, here's the deal. Let's let's buckle down here. Let's sort of figure this out. I'm going away all the time. I have a free. I have a free weekend coming. Mm-hmm. Let's go somewhere. Let's go to Disneyland. Let's go whatever. Okay. <laughs> so then, at this point, she's. I know she's talking to some guy at work. Like I know, I know that that's a that's happening. Flirt? Yeah, there's a, a you know, as 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 it usually does. They always talk to somebody at work. <laughs> oh, like because she's griping about yeah. the relationship to her friend. Yeah, to her work husband, Dan. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't remember his name, but anyway, the uh, probably Dan. Yeah, I remember. I remember the other one's name certainly. Uh, the other one. We'll get to that. Ooh. Uh, this is one would take a commercial break. Yeah. Proflowers.com. <laughs> Type in WTF checkout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Boomer likes eating these fucking flowers. I can't do them. <laughs> you have uh, to you're hand. doing a very good hymn. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's the November's coming. Yeah, so I'm like, we got this. I'm like, here's the deal. She's like, listen, I should... She's like, I've been talking to people and like, it's it's like, it's terrible. Like our relationship's awful and you're being mean, you're treating me like shit and so on and so forth. I'm like, I, oh, wait, what, what were some of the things? Do you remember the things? Some of the things I would say to her, I'm trying to, I might've actually written them down. <laughs> you lean like, down them to yourself. Like just, just for standup purposes. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, can I just say it's weird the lists people build in bad oh, relationships. It's just, it just, the iPhone note application doesn't know what hits it. Oh my God. I know. Why am I writing down doesn't cap the toothpaste? <laughs> That's the iPhone talking. Oh, God damn Baby, I'm so sorry. I have to go. <laughs> I'll never not laugh at that. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't find it right now. But they were just terrible. Do you know how to use the search feature? I'm teasing you. Oh, I didn't, I didn't finish the thought. I didn't write anything down. Uh-huh. I just wrote down a list that says, Greta tells me I have an act for saying the most terrible thing possible. Uh, and then I was going to fill this list in uh, August 2nd, 2011, but I did not. Interesting. Uh, but she did, and you said some she bad did, things. Yeah, I said some terrible things uh-huh. that were probably hilarious. So then, sorry, I derailed you for nothing. Yeah, no, it's okay. The, uh, so, yeah, she's like, okay, let's, uh, I, I suggested, she's like, I'm going, we're, you know, she brings it to my attention. That not only is this a terrible relationship for me right now, but it's also a terrible relationship for her. Finally, we're in sync. Um, so I say, okay, let's. She's like, and I, I said, no, I'm, I'm neglecting. I'm, I'm neglecting. I'm, I'm flying all over the place. I'm working through the week, and then I get on a plane. So we should do something for the weekend. We should go somewhere. Now you're in 
a, a rarefied phenomenon area yeah. that I've also been in, mm-hmm. which is bad. The other por- person points out it's bad, yeah. and you refuse to cut off the gangrene, and you go, no, baby. Yeah. I'm going to buy you let's, a shrimp cake. Let's fix this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's invigorating. Yeah. Can I just say that there's nothing better for a terrible relationship than to break up or to th- – or, or to ta- uh, it's tantalizing. It's uh, titillating to break up and then <laughs> – you throw this hot coal at somebody, the hot coal of the breakup, and then they can either take it, which is difficult, and burn their hand, or they can tap dance and right. like, toss it around like a hot potato. I had a relationship where I broke up with a girl ten times because there was nothing better than breaking up. It right. was the best. Right. It was the only time we talked honestly. It's invigorating sometimes. And, yes. And everybody – it was like Festivus. We had the airing of grievances, and then there was all this sex, and there was a poll. Beautiful. It's a I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Okay. I mean, I just don't. So – she okay. says, and I got a big I, weekend. And I up. say, here's the deal: we'll we'll go somewhere. We'll plan a thing. We'll go to Vegas. We'll go to we'll go to Disneyland. We'll do one of those things. The day I'm making the plans to mm. do this, mm. I get a an IM Whoop. from Emily Gordon that says, "There's a Pete and Pete reunion happening at CineFamily on this weekend. Yeah. Do you want tickets?" And I'm I'm like before thinking about what the weekend was, I go, "Yes, I want tickets." You know, it's funny how Give like two tickets. Give me two tickets. News stations get their news from the Associated Press. Yeah. Like nerd websites get their news from Emily Gordon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> somehow exactly. somehow she knows. Exactly. She knows she knows all, what's going on everywhere. Yeah. Uh so I say, "Great. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be fun." And then I go, "Oh shit, it's the it's that weekend." So then I'm like, instead of backing out, getting rid of the tickets, I know the fe- I know the exact feeling. Yeah, I, I, a little I, smoke bomb of grief goes yeah. off inside of you. I go, oh, well, this will be a thing we could do. <laughs> you just so invite then I say, her. I say, hey, Greta, let's go to this Pete and Pete reunion. She's like, oh, that's on the weekend. We're supposed to go away. I'm like, yeah, I know. I want to go to this Pete and Pete. <laughs> I'd rather go to that. See, unfortunately, now you want to golf with your buddies, and the answer is, and I don't want to hang out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's not being crazy. Yeah. So. She's right. Yeah. At this point, she then, we break up. We go on a break. You broke up for Pete and Pete? At this point, yeah. It's a wow. great show. It was a great show. It was a I broke up. With, I one time got engaged because of Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm funny. Lasers in the I once impregnated a girl because of Clarissa Explains It All. There it is. She couldn't explain prophylactics. You should have put it in her dug. Oh, I should have. You should have patty mayonnaise in her dug. We had so many rugrats <laughs> running around after that. Um, you can't do that on a podcast. Uh, it doesn't really work. It kind of worked. It kind of worked. All right. Okay. So yeah. So that weekend, that then we decide she we decide to go on a break. Which is she deciding to go on a break? Mm-hmm. Which point I'm like, she says, "Do you want to camp on? I want to go on a break." Yeah, camp on. I want to go on a I zip. But do. <laughs> Uh, Over I am, this is done. No, this is over the phone with her. The phone rings. No, I call her. You call her. Oh, I text her. Like, oh, I I, I may have texted her, I may have called her, whatever. But the breakup, the situation of the breakup happens. Um, it happens on the phone. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. Then we go through a period of, of uh, like a two weeks or so where I'm on a break, which is was amazing. It was great. <laughs> I was like, I'm on a I'm on a break. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, first 
I do. I, I, the when I when I went on the break, I did. Why is it a break, not a breakup? You're just like it's a trial. You know, breakup? It was just. It was just like we need to spend some time apart. Let's just try it. Let's just try it and see what see what it's like. So then I start. You know, then I did a whole. I did a whole set about it here about the breakup and the th- you know the whole. Mm. I did the whole thing. Matt Myers day off indeed. Yeah. Um, and so we decide she calls me and we're talking sort of here and there and then we she i i here's the what here's the immortal the immortal words that locked me into this for another four months i forgot i thought we were at the end i thought we were at the end i know who goes on a break and comes back from the break apparently i do because i said to her i said listen if you want to get back together i'm okay with getting back together Instead of going, we should really end this. So, we do. We get back together. We're hanging out. Can we just say right now we should all be afraid of words like sure and okay yeah. and all that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we deserve to be with people that are like, I really need you yeah. and want to yeah. be with you yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Yep. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. But And we should also be the kind of person that's, I, I, I'm talking to myself, not you, mm-hmm. that when we know it's wrong, we shouldn't say it's wrong. And and that goes back to that panty wetting sort of certainty. Yeah, and it's also dick hardening when a girl does it. It's it's just appealing. Yeah, when someone says this is fucked up. Yeah, I know it sucks, but let's hold on to the hot coal and let it burn us because yeah. it'll it'll be cool before you know it. And I'm yeah, and I try. We'll get to that in a minute. But like, so here's this. Here's how this relationship then goes. So this is November. We get we get back together. Second week of November. Then we're together. For the holidays. We go to an awkward Thanksgiving mm. at my friend's house. Car- while, carve that tension. Yeah, while we're, while we're at the awkward Thanksgiving, I catch her going through my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, on the break, did something happen? With me, no. No. But with her, I think so. Mm. Um, so we go, yeah, so she's going through my cell phone because she's trying to like, and her excuse was, she was because she, I don't talk. She was trying to go through my I, my conversations to see if I'm talking to anybody else about what my feelings are in the situation. That is the that's almost genius. And the sad part is, do you want to I wasn't. Yeah, talking to anybody about what was going on. Yeah, like I just wasn't. It just wasn't a thing that was talking to me. She did say, "Oh, there was what there was a person on in that." Wait, she had a good time with your phone then. It wasn't she like went a in there moment. for a while. Yeah. Um. And part of me, I think, part of me, I saw her doing it. Didn't say anything about it. Part of me was letting her do it so I would have something to get mad about, I think. Wow. I think. I think deep down, part of me was like, go ahead. We are and deep we'll into have... a, a zombie. Re- this relationship is so dead, it's a zombie, yeah. and it's just picking at its own scabs. And we haven't even moved in yet. <laughs> wow, this is a treasure. Uh, <laughs> this is a treasure of a tale. Yeah, so I see I see her going through the phone. She's like, I was like, well, did you find anything in there? She's like, no. She's like, you didn't talk about it with anybody. She's like, there was a person you were talking to named Kiki. <laughs> ah. And I don't know who that is, but you weren't saying anything. And I was like, yep. Did you just I tell her that's a sushi it. restaurant in Park Slope, Brooklyn? Yeah. Kiko. <laughs> wow. Uh, Laser callback. So... <laughs> For you, <laughs> we dis- so yeah. I have we have a fight about that. We have a, 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 a somewhat of a fight about that. Then, then a few months later, not even a few months. It's a few <laughs> a few weeks later. We'll say before Christmas, 
We're driving. You mean Hardwick's birthday? Yeah, yeah, Hardwick's birthday, right before Christmas. <laughs> we're driving. Uh, we're driving somewhere. My Jeep has tinted windows. Okay, this is key to the story. Hmm, baller. We're driving somewhere. The Jeep has very dark tinted windows. So at night, if you have your phone open, and I look in the reflection, I'll see what's on your phone. Ooh. So I look. I look in the reflection, and I see what looks like a picture of her. Uh, bending over, like she's like f- editing the photo. It's like her ass is out in the photo, and I, and I go, I'm like, <laughs> I just go, what? I was like, what's what? What are you? What are you doing? You're like, if I don't get a dirty text right now, yeah, <laughs> something's wrong, right? And I, and she's like, what are, what are you talking about? And I was like, your phone. I was like, I see the picture you're doing. She's like, oh, she's like, this is just a picture. Uh, you know, I was just playing with it and. I was gonna send it to you, and I was, but you don't like that kind of thing. I was like, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> so you were gonna send this pic? You know, I don't really enjoy getting sexted photographs, and I don't. The reason I don't, I think, is just because I don't. What if I lose my phone? You know, I just don't want that to fall into enemy hands. Lock your phone and get a private viewer application. All right, listen, we'll talk later. Uh, Do I work at the Genius Bar? <laughs> <laughs> I work at the or it's easier if you just don't. If you just don't. I think it's just easier if you don't. Because someone can always hack your phone. Someone can always go in there. And that's why there are no pictures of my dick in existence. That's what I'm saying. You stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the same time, then I feel like they're le- they're opening up themselves in a way that I will never open myself up and I feel bad about Nobody it. Nobody wants to see your dick. That's true. Not even them. No, I don't. Yeah, no. I don't even. Luckily, I can't. It looks like an old man jumped off a skyscraper. What happened to him? Just, that's he just, splaps that's just into two balls and a dick. Aww. I mean, just not you. I mean, dicks look like dicks are, old yeah, they're suicides. Not, they're not pleasant looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I say to her, I say, I was like, okay, if that's for me, then give me your phone right now. Oh, shit. Because I'm going to look and see what the last message you sent was. She goes, no. And I go, I was like, listen, I normally wouldn't look at your phone. This is a very interesting circumstance. And here's the deal. You looked at my phone. You looked at my phone for a good good while and you got away with it. And uh, let's just, you know, tit for tat. Let's just go ahead and why don't you show me Literally. your phone. Yeah. Um, yelling. We're yelling back and forth, arguing. I, gra- she, I grab her phone from her and I look and there's a, there's a message from a guy that's asking, when's he going to see some pics? Oh. A guy that she works with. The text was, when am I going to see some pics? Something to that effect, yeah. <laughs> the guy was named, like, LaShawn or something like that. Uh, when am I going to see some pics? <laughs> like, impatient. Yeah, like, and she's Where like... Where are these pics? Uh, maybe. This guy who was married, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. That's actually a running theme, because when I get to the why we actually broke up... This isn't it? No. My this isn't it. We still haven't moved in yet. Myro. This happens. Myro, this happens. I keep forgetting every story you tell, <laughs> tell is the one you're like, like. This is it. The straw that breaks the nope. camel's back. I'm just like Skyfall. You're like, this is the climax. Nope. <laughs> this is. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the house yet. You're like a fireworks show. <laughs> yeah. Every time there's a flurry, you think yeah, it's over. That's it. We can pack up our boombox and head back <laughs> and moonwalk back. <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. You yeah. catch her texting a texting married a man. man. But I don't, you know, she's like, I don't, I'm like, I don't, at this point, I don't have the physical evidence that she actually was, I mean, it looks like I have a smoking gun, right? It looks like 
I need this picture. Here's her fiddling with a fucking picture. Mm-hmm. But I take her word for it that she's not sending it to him. For some reason, I decide, all right. Yeah, that's the real fascinating But part thing. of, I think part of why I took, why I took her word for it is because I, I wanted yet another bullet in the gun. Of the of the why? Yeah, this isn't a relationship. It's a it's a gunfight. It's a war. Yeah, you're just it's fighting a war, a war and you're yeah. like addicted to the war. Yeah, she could literally do anything apparently. Yeah, and I would just keep it. As and you'd arsenal. be like, I this can't wait arsenal. to shoot this, this back at arsenal. you. This is in my arsenal. Instead of going like, this is unacceptable. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, there's a fight. Ba 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 ba. Fight, 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 fight. The itchy and scratchy. This is. This is so December rolls into January. Uh, January is when she's really pushing for the move in. She was pushing for the move in in November. We better Wi Fi to send naked pictures. I guess. I guess (laughs) my Wi Fi was much faster. Um, So we get. (laughs) She's trying. We're trying to. We're trying to do the whole let's move in thing. Uh. Everyone listening to this show, yeah. our measly 50,000 people just thought they got a text <laughs> message. Um, so we, get, we somehow, 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 I decide, she, oh, she really wanted to move out of her apartment. And she had really wanted to move out of her apartment for a while. And somehow I decided it would be a good idea. Or rather, I relented in the idea of let's find a place together. Because in my head, I was like, in, in, at this point, I'm making a lot more money. Uh, I'm, on a, I'm doing attack, uh, so I'm making more money, and I just decide, yeah, I could find, I got to afford a nice place now. You know, maybe this is, maybe this is, maybe this is the thing. But I say that, I say that story wrong because the whole time, anyone who knows me around that period of time knows that I the whole time I was like, I don't want to move in with her. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. That's the that's my brain. That's the that's the train of thought I'm on. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do it. I'll do it that quickly too. And it just became a thing. Like I know it's going to be a bad idea. She thought it would fix things. Uh, she's like, we'll fight less. I was like, you know, we were going to fight more. Of we course. will be around each other yes. more. We're going to fight more. And she's like, most of our fights are about about who's going to go over whose house and you know us never seeing each other and if you're if it, if I'm there then we're always going to see each other and we don't have to fight about who's going to go where what when so i decide okay i i finally relent i'm like let's look for a place so we look for a place we find a we find a nice little townhouse do you hate yourself yeah yeah do you oh absolutely you do i don't like me you don't think you deserve love i don't know I don't know. I'm, I'm not getting, a therapist. I don't know. I, I'm getting. I'm out, I'm out of my depth. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Because it's masochistic, and I, I've done it too, and I've done it too. I I find myself agreeing with internet commenters about me more than I should probably. Yeah. <laughs> Where I go, yeah, you're right. I'm not that funny. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah. Because uh, you're super funny. Well, to and a you're point. lovable. Yeah. When we did the live podcast, I've snuggled with you. Yeah. No, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, the Okay, so we decide to move in together, right? So we find a we find a place to live and we move in. This is fascinating. We move in together. So we find a nice town townhouse. It's two floors, great, you know, it's near my work. Uh near her work. It's perfect. It's the perfect place. So great. We think I think great. We figured it out. It's not haunted, but it's about to be. Right. <laughs> Probably still is somehow. 
this is <laughs> someone lives in that place right now, and they just hear. I live in that place. You do. I stayed there. <laughs> That's horrible. When I get out of a breakup, when I get out of a relationship, I'm I like, just signed a lease. I had to stay. I there. understand. I'm like Joel Barish in Eternal Sunshine. I put everything in a garbage bag and give it to the science. Oh god! Give it to the science man to erase. I couldn't. Yeah. So we move in together. Jan- this is January of 2012. So there's part of part of this the whole situation. I'm going away now a lot. This is a period of time from from January 2012 till May 2012. We were gone. The Nerdist, Jonah and Chris and I were on the road almost every weekend. Like one or two weekends off here or there. And the weekends that Jonah was in town, he was printing t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. He had to, he was like getting a press. He's like, hey, Dave Clark, can you make this t-shirt design? Um, I really do love Jonah. I love Jonah too. He's one I know, of my best no, friends. No, he knows that you love him. He yeah. doesn't know that I love him. Right. What are you going to have him on? Almost never. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> no, I'm getting. Uh, no, we'll keep it going. Keep we'll, it going. We'll Just keep it going. Don't have it's one. Never intentional. <laughs> it really isn't. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So we move in together. This is a period of time where I'm traveling a lot. I'm working a lot. Traveling a lot. So it's bad. It's bad. But every time I'm home, we're arguing. Hmm. We're arguing about God knows what. Uh, and then it gets to there's there comes a point where I'm like, why do you need me around all the time? I was like, why do you need to hang out with me? Can't you hang out with someone else? Why don't you have friends? Like, mm. it got down to this sort of situation. And then I, I say to myself, I je- I'd gotten her a job at the store I used to work at, at the Apple store I used to work at. I got her transferred over there. And she was there with my, my best friend. Supporting Beam. Yeah. So she was there with my best friend. Um, and I said to her, I was like, why don't you hang out with him? I was like, well, you're at work. You guys could be friendly. You guys know each other. We went on vacation together with him and his wife hmm. at some point in uh, you know, the year before. I was like, can you I know, hypothesize know Yes, please. Go ahead. You start making money. Yeah. I'm going back to you hating yourself. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. I know I said it lightly, but it's yeah, just yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's run with the idea that maybe you don't love yourself enough. Uh-huh. It's a big thing for me. Then you start making all this money. Yeah. And then the first thing you do is start a charity. <laughs> Because you don't think you deserve the money either. Am I right? Sort of. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm not maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe there is something to that. But for me, it just seemed like it would be beneficial to two parties. Not just me, if I move into a nicer but place. But why not just you? I don't, I don't but know. But that's what I'm saying. Well, this turns into the thing of like, once I broke, once Greta and I went through that breakup, there was a month where I bought six very, very expensive guitars. Yes. Like, I just went on a run of, like, just fucking me. I'm going to spend money for me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the back okay. to the, back okay. to the, back to the breakups. So you introduce her to this guy. Introduce her to this guy. Well, I don't even introduce her to oh, the guy. Oh, you I'm already like, knew I'm him. like, he's there. Why don't you hang out with him? Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. He's my the best the friend. Grove? Yeah. He's my best friend. Uh, we've known each other for years. We get along fantastically. You know, you can have me by proxy. Hmm. You know, hang out with him while you're at work. It'd be great. Then, uh, so, you know, this is now February. We're moving into March. Into March, it's getting... February was so long that it lasted into March. Exactly. Star Williams. We, like, so March rolls around. (laughs) March rolls around. We're on, I'm on the, we're on the road a lot. We're in the Midwest. 
And then I get to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, this is – I love being away from home. Mm-hmm. Like, I love not being there fighting every day, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I get back – and the whole time I'm, like, talking about this to, like, say, uh, Emily and Kumail or, or Jonah, and, and they're just like, what they've, are you doing? They've nurtured me through very similar yeah. situations. I'm like, what are you doing to yourself? Oh, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, just end it. <laughs> oh, so there. much better. Oh, there. my God. So there, yeah. Oh, Emily knows about <laughs> a, a, goonie, a Goonies reel getting down. <laughs> you saw me thinking. Oh, Emily got us tickets to a Goonies reunion. Oh, cool. Oh God. <laughs> so, so yeah. So there, the whole time they're like, break up with her. What are you doing? Why did you move in with her? You break up with her. You got to break up with her. You're miserable. Jonah sees how happy I am on the road. <laughs> When I'm not around her, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. he makes you a T-shirt. This he makes you a T-shirt that says "I'm happier on the road." Overrated to your head. So I, I, I just say, for a guy who looks like he loves Radiohead, he sure doesn't like Radiohead. He hates. He thinks if they're... the Pictionary clue were Radiohead fan, I would draw him. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we. This is now, yeah, March, yeah, yeah, okay. So we're having, you know, we're having, we're still having spats. I'm on the road. I'm enjoying being on the road. That doesn't mean cheating. Doesn't mean cheating. No, not at all. I didn't know not if we at were all. being koi no, 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 no. I didn't know if we were in a koi pond just then. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I don't, I don't think I have, I don't think I have the capacity to cheat. Just because oh, sure. I don't have the capacity to live with guilt. Yeah. I really don't. I, I can't it. do it. Telltale dick. I live with, you know, 100 pounds of excess weight. I don't want guilt on top of that. Yeah, yeah, it's bad for your knees. It's just, yeah, no good, no good. Sleep apnea will be right back. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Anyway, we, we, yeah. You introduce her to fella. Phil, uh, and you're on fella. the road. I'm on the road. Hang out with this guy. It'll be fun. Mm. Hang out with my best friend. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm like talking to my best friend going like, I cannot, I don't understand what this is with Greta. I really am not feeling anything for her anymore. I, uh, you know, we're not, uh, we're not having sex and I'm okay with it. And, uh, you know, I just don't, I just don't, I have no, I don't have any feelings for her. I really just want to sort of dump her. And he's like, oh man, that sucks. You know, that you're saying that and so on and so forth. So I'm like, yeah, it's just, I just can't do it, whatever. So then I go away for, then I go away for another weekend, uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Jeez. Uh, Macaroni and cheese pizza was had. Mac and cheese. <laughs> I get, I get back from that trip, and I go. This is it. This is the week. This is the week where I'm gonna break up with her. Yeah. Uh, I try to break up with her on my way out the door to Chicago, <laughs> hmm. like almost literally with suitcase in hand. Mm-hmm. Like I try to pull this breakup off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna go when I come back. Hopefully, you're not here. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're fighting so much, this, that, and the other thing. So, we go, we, we go, I come back, she's there, I'm like, we still are somehow end up sleeping in, the, in bed together. Again, it's hard to lose a, win a fight when yeah. sleep wins it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I'm still, I'm still angry about it, I still want to break up with her, I still know it's a bad idea. Intercourse? Mm-hmm. I don't remember, I don't think so 
Mm. I don't really remember because it's just like within four days. So, yeah, so four days later, I get a text message at 2.30 in the morning from my best friend's wife that says, I just was looking through his phone and I found this text message from Greta. And it was a very vulgar... It was a, it was... It essentially, this, the text message said, because her defense was that she was joking. Uh, her, the text message said, I want to suck your big hard dick. To my best friend. Hmm. And her defense was that she, she was joking. I one time texted Pat Walsh, I love it when you suck on my big old dick. Yeah. I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> that, sure. was a, that was a song we used to sing. Sure. But that is a little weird. Yeah. So that, would, that, was, the, that was the, then I confront her about it. Yes. Immediately. At two thirty. At two thirty in the morning, mm. and we have we have a, a, a fight of all fights, and she does not. Um, she doesn't totally deny anything. Why should she? Yeah, but at the same time, it's just like I just I, I, I'm I'm dumbfounded by the whole thing. Just in the sense that I never would expect my best friend to do that mm. to me. Mm. Uh, even though at the same time, I mean, and that's maybe that's selfish of me, where I'm like, I, you know, I'm telling him that I'm not happy in the relationship. Should I be mad at him if he does that? Well, that's what I was. Let gonna, me ask you that. Are you asking? Yes. Me? You know, Matt, Myro, it's very funny that you say that. Yeah. Because I've been listening completely, 100. percent But the question that I had in my, the back of my mind before you even said that it led to cheating was, yeah. did you hire a contract killer? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what it felt like. It sounded like you put a hit on the relationship. Listen from a man who's been cheated on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not... It, the blame always lies... The blame is everywhere in this story. Yeah. It is, it is a plane crash of blame, and yeah. we're finding shrapnel everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hear a man who wants out. Yeah. I hear a man who won't cheat him. Cheating is the fastest and most shitty way to end a relationship. Mm-hmm. You cheat, you hope to get caught. It's a, it's a game it's yeah. a, it's a game changer as me and Chris would say. It ends it. It's over. It's a no-brainer. I did it. Smell my dick. Proof yeah. over. Yeah. You you're not going to cheat, but you want out so badly. You can't even trust yourself. You're you're your worst enemy. I have been you can't, for years. You can't kill her. You can't kill this relationship. You can't bring yourself to do it. So you essentially, from the way you just told the story, yeah. sat down with your friend who you got her the job with him. Yeah. We all know romance, office romance sort of For thing. For the record, though, he's mar- he was married. I, yeah. So was mine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On both sides. Was it also your best friend? No. See, that's the thing. But to that. Yeah. And this is hard. I have people in my life whose best friends keep fucking their girlfriends. And I'm like, why does that keep happening? And I think it's because on some level, we, these relationships turn into scab-picking zombies, and they're horrible, and we can't end it. So the only people in their lives are going to be your friends. So they fuck a friend. It's going to yeah. be a friend. It's not going to be somebody that they meet. They don't have the time to meet that. They're too busy hating their relationship. Right. So you sit down like the mafia with this guy. You're like, work with my wife. You even said it was like a proxy version of you. You knew she'd like him. Yeah. Granted married. Yeah. That gives you immunity. To be honest, that only makes the story more appealing. It only looks like a better escape hatch now. You go like, <laughs> I have the married card. 
I have plausible deniability. Yeah. He's married. He's not going to do it. But then you're talking to him on the phone. She knows you're miserable because she's in it. You're telling him that you're miserable. And, and then you're going on the road a lot. Yeah. You put that in a smoothie and you hit blend and th- you get this. Yeah. And you got out. Yeah. This is what finally ends it? This is what finally ends it. I think you owe your friend $10,000. <laughs> and maybe you paid him in your girlfriend's vagina. I have not, uh, I have not spoken with him since that, since that. Not a word. How, what happened with him and his wife? Uh, she got real crazy. Are they still together? I don't know. I don't know. He wasn't particularly happy in his relationship either. I really should have seen this coming. I really should have explained it out loud. But I, I wonder if we're all just trading handguns. We're, we're helping each other end different things. He's not happy in his... Look, yeah. and again, I'm in the thing that ended with infidelity, and it's hurtful, and it's wrong, and I'm not on the side of it. But people do what people do. Yeah. And people often do what they need to do when they're cornered. And you were cornered. Yeah. You have to understand, we're in the treehouse. Yeah. I'm on your side. Yeah. And I'm coming from a place of love and compassion. And I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I understand going, I can't shoot my girlfriend in the head. Would you please? And then he did with his dick. <laughs> and I'm sorry about to, that. That to, must have been but shitty, but it, it also couldn't have been that shitty, right? It, well, it was. It was It was a very shitty situation in the... In that in that time frame, because it really did feel like, oh, I've just, I've just, I've actually done it. I've pulled the trigger on the Greta thing. Yes. And I've also, I cannot, I don't, I can't talk to my best friend. Yeah. About this. That sucks. So I was just sort of like, what have, what did I, what did I do? Like, what did I, and I, and I, and I, you know, talking about it with you, yeah, I know what I did. I, I did that. Right. I set that up. But and I don't think I don't think you need to feel bad about that. You you were killing yourself. Yeah, you're at a chasm, and when you look down on that chasm, it's sad dadhood. Yeah, you're living with her. Yeah, you're already ignoring sexy texts to other guys. Yeah, you're 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 like an old couple where you just want more pain to give each other, <laughs> and you're getting more pain. Yeah, and then there's this dark corner of your brain where there's a bar. Like a tavern, mm-hmm. and there's an asshole in all of us, and he gets drunk, and he's sick of your shit. And one day, when you're sleeping, he holds a knife to your throat and he says, "You got to do something, <laughs> and I'm going to take over." And he does, and you don't even notice it. He's so subtle; it's like being mildly possessed. He'll start setting up the little pieces to fucking bring the whole goddamn building down. Right. And when it's done and it cleared, he goes, "I'll be in the back with a bottle of Jack." You're fucking welcome, you coward. Well, and I say that to yeah. myself, not yeah. you. Yeah, no, I've no, no. been the coward. Yeah, and I'm not even celebrating this guy. I'm saying the right guy is the is the panty wetter guy I keep referring to, who's up front and says, right. I deserve better. You deserve better. We're ending this." Yeah. But if we if we push ourselves into a corner, see the drunk guy in the back of our mind bar bar mind mind yeah. bar, or sad dad, or worse. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of sitting from where I'm sitting. I'm kind of like maybe you do talk to your friend. Maybe there is reconciliation. There. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, the the breakup with Greta went awful. It was awful. She was mm-hmm. a mess. What I had feared would happen happened. Even after all this. Even after all this. Even after all of this. Do we have confirmation of of sex? I I I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Because I've heard a few different versions of mm. it. So I really, I, honest to God, I have no idea. I have no idea. I cannot 
conclusively say this happened or this happened. At because I've least. only talked to her about mm. it, and I've only had her crazy, his crazy wife talking to me about it. Yeah, that, yeah, we're not getting anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just out of my own investment in the story now, I want you to talk to your best friend. <laughs> not in the hopes of reconciliation. But I mean, like, in, under the guise of nothing to lose, you've already yeah. done the most extreme thing or one of the more extreme things yeah, about being Yeah, and, and I, and I, you know, and then it turned into a, it turned into a huge, you know... It turned into a thing, it, 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 and it was a messy situation. It was a very messy situation. See, that's what's so confusing is it's so decaying and so dying. Yeah. So your version of decay and die, and then you're like, I don't want to move in. I don't want to move in. Let's move in. And then she feels the decay and the death as well. We know this. Yeah. That's a that's a fact. She's feeling it too. And then you're like, I want to break up. She's like, I want to break up. I want to break up. I want to break up. You want to break up with her. And then she's like, Don't break up with me. Right. Like it's this weird. Yeah other section of our it's brain so, it's it's so it's so it was so confusing it was such a it was such a mess and it was it was a mess for a, a long time it was a mess you know and, and and only recently have it has it gotten to a point where i'm not we're not talking greta and i are not talking because mm. i would still occasionally get crazy texts really yeah up until probably december i would get crazy texts Cricks. yeah uh and it's it's just now sort of stopped wait she was still holding on yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it about being a person that this is one of the things we do? I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just that good that she wants. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even keep a straight face saying that. No, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't, and, it just, and it just was like a, t- it was a terrible situation. She didn't. We broke up in, uh, we broke up in April. Hmm. That happened in April. She didn't finally leave my house until June. Wow. Or the end of May, maybe. And I let her. I made her sleep on the couch the whole time. Hmm. After my divorce, I stayed in the house for yeah. about a month as well. Right, it's crazy. So I was with somebody who definitely terrible. was fucking somebody else. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible situation. It's a, it was a yeah. It was an awful. And then it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. It was it was just a mess. It was and it was and it was yeah. It was awful. Is it old school? Stick with the person you're with. Is that what this is? I think I think uh, from us, yes. I think from uh, from where we're from, particularly, you and me? yeah. I think yeah. from from being from Massachusetts, growing up in a specific time period that we grew up in, being Catholic. Yes, I think in our heads, you yeah. have to you stay with that person. It's like The Departed. Are you Irish? No, it doesn't matter. I still think it applies to all New Englanders. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Where it he, does. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That line where he goes, "If it's fucked up, you have to leave because I'm Irish and I'll stay through anything." Yeah. I think that there's something to that. I, I'd like to think I'm working past that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in fact, I, I think I know I've worked past that. But okay, so it kind of does tie into religion a little bit. Yeah. You 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 do the right thing. Yep. Is, is it tying in the guilt that you're having sex with somebody? No. See, I never that that is a that is a guilt, and I've heard you talk about. I've listened to a few episodes, and I've heard you mention that, and even conversationally, I've heard sure. you mention. Just ha- like how you had like the the mind boggling thing to me is that you had sex and then you married that person. Yeah, that's that's. I had oral sex and we were engaged. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. That that to me that's crazy. I mean, and I don't know if that makes me if I'm more promiscuous or or what. And I I don't think that I am. Well, I, I certainly was up to that point where you're marrying the first person you have sex with. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, I never had that. There was never. I don't think the guilt or the fear rather of hell 
ever really was a thing in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, I always understood the commandments and what they were and then and, and sanctity of marriage and so on and so forth. I understood that. And I think that I, I, I could not name one or maybe there's one or two friends that I had growing up that who had divorced parents. Mm-hmm. It was almost unheard of where I'm from. Yes. And uh, I found that bizarre when I became an adult, went to college, and everybody's parents were divorced. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's yeah, not yeah. a thing that happens. Right. Um, so for me, I think I was just, I was, I, w- I came from a place where my parents were married and still married. And my parents got married when they were 18, 17 and 18. Whoa. Because my dad knocked up my mother and then they got married and they're still together. Hmm. Like it just, it just, and divorce is the sin. You can't get divorced. You can't. You're not allowed to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And so my brain was oh has always sort of been of that. You work you work through it. Whatever mm-hmm. the problem is, you can find a way. Well, a lot of that. Uh, your your dad illegally had sex with your mom and uh, knocked her up. Yeah. But now we're dealing with a public sin. Private sin was the sex. You can yeah. keep that private. Yeah. A baby is public. Yeah. So you get pre- you get yeah. married, and then you don't get divorced because that's a public sin too. Yeah. We're dealing with those sort of... But, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying my parents are only together because they can't get divorced. My parents, I mean... Sure. I think maybe maybe they found the love for each other. Maybe sure. Maybe it wasn't there at the beginning. Maybe it is there now, and, and, and that's why they're still together. I don't know. Well, there, there, is, there is something... We're losing a little bit of a grip on that. I think our generation is... Uh, we're too aware of divorce. Yeah. And we're too aware of an escape, escape shoot. But also, it also breaks my heart to think of people that stay in things just because... And right. I've seen that too, where yeah. they're like a fear of of God or a fear of yeah. public humiliation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. I almost was that guy. I almost sort of stuck in that relationship with Greta for that. Yeah, for that sort of same reason. I just sort of, I was just like, this is it. This is just what this is just what you do as right. an adult. This is just what you do. Right. You deal with it. You just fucking. You're gonna be miserable, Matt. You're gonna be miserable. It's just deal right. with it. And I had no. I have, I have no. I had no even expectations of being happy. I never even was like, I still to this day, I'm like, I don't, I'm probably not going to be happy hmm. any time in my life. Yeah, what's going on there? I'll be content, you know, for periods. I'll be content. <laughs> but I don't know if I'll ever truly be happy. I can be happy in, in, in some respects. Like, I can be happy with my relationship with Kiki. That can, that can bring me happiness. But my career, for instance, I'll be like, I need to be doing more stuff. I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And that will make me unhappy. So there's always, I feel like there's always going to be an aspect of my life where I'm experiencing ha- unhappiness. Don't you just mean dissatisfaction? Isn't it possible to be no. happy and no? Just I, I, still for me, no. I can more. be not satisfied, but being unsatisfied makes me unhappy. It sounds like you have a, a really. Uh, what if I were to diagnose you? Yeah. It, uh, and this is exactly what I would say. If I were a computer program and you type that problem in this is what the pete holmes computer program would say is that uh, all of those problems are just like are say it like fa- a computer this is the computer that i I, oh, wow. I rip off the face i am it's very cool bishop you're like kirk cameron in that movie the one where he tells us we're all gonna burn no the one uh is it kirk Cam- no i'm just thinking of alan thick building that robot kid in my t- computer wore tennis shoes no what the fuck am i thinking of there's a movie where alan thick somebody's going someone nuts. look this up there's a movie where alan thick Builds a robot son. Okay. And the robot son lives with him. Do you remember it? I remember that movie. Okay. So I'm not that crazy. It's okay. There's also a movie where Kirk Cameron is given all the knowledge of the internet. Uh. (laughs) This is also true. And I'm confusing the two movies. Kirk Cameron's given all the knowledge of the internet and then uh, 
and then the whole moral of the story is to teach you that the internet can have wrong information huh. because he's on a college like quiz team and he since he has the internet in his head he gets it all right and then all i'd all be doing is fucking if i knew everything from the internet sure do you know how many moves you'd know <laughs> You'd know every move. At least 12. You'd be a terrifying lover if you knew, <laughs> if you knew everything from the internet. This is normal. I've seen this before. Yeah. Put the fish down. Um, anyway, once you find that movie out, let us know. But Computer Pete, what are I, you telling Computer me? Pete, I'm dissatisfied. Dissatisfaction makes me unhappy. I really want to stay away from me sounding like I know what to do. Not quite human? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it wasn't a, a real movie. movie. It was a Disney Channel movie. When I hear about a a dissatisfaction because of your um, feeling like you should be doing more, yeah, or uh, or whatever, it's like it's it's a lack of, uh, or I feel like one of the solutions is is presence, is is it's just being right in the moment, right now. Yeah, and when we can do that, I and I'm quoting Maharishi right now, who's Mm -hmm. the transcendental meditation guy, Maharishi Mahajogi. You got it. You're goddamn right. He thinks that our, our natural state is bliss, and when we can settle ourselves down, and when you, Matt Myro, can turn off your drive and your desire, and Buddha agreed with him here, of all the things that you want to be doing and that you should be doing and the pressure of what you could be doing, if we can turn off our ego and our identity and just be, I think you, you spill into some happiness. And, and with a practice like meditation, or with a practice that actually goes all day, which I'm, believe me, I'm not this. This is what an enlightened person would be, which is just being present all the time. I think that's where we find real happiness. Yeah. Because amassing fame and wealth and all that stuff, we know that doesn't work. But helping people, loving people, being compassionate, Are all that sure sort of stuff. Work? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't right. work. We'll find out. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I just want to. You gotta be happy. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta be. No, and there are I mean clear, you have moments. to be There are happy. fleeting moments of it where I feel it, where I'm like, "Oh, this is it. This is what it's like." And I get it, and I get it for a minute, and then I, my brain goes to something else. Anxiety. Probably. I have a lot of anxiety. I just. Feel, mm. I have a lot of a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, and then I get real short and, and I'm not a pleasant person to be around. Can I throw this at you? Yeah. I think one of the first steps towards happiness is green lighting it in your own brain mm-hmm. and and thinking thoughts like I, I can be happy and I will be happy. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that it's uh, necessarily supernatural. I think it's just rote. And if you're if you're resigned to not being able to fly, you'll stop trying, I think. I don't know. I just don't like the thought of you giving up. You're, you're I'm young. not. I'm not. Going you're 20, 29. Tw- 29. Almost 30. It's coming. That's like so a fucking funny. freight train. There's your there's your anxiety. <laughs> this is how we frame things. It's not our it, it's not our cir- circumstance that's making us unhappy necessarily. It's often our thoughts about our circumstance. So I, we say that you're turning thirty, and like that's a huge accomplishment. We could frame it the following way: you you made it to thirty mm. a couple hundred years ago. No fucking way. You'd have black plague eating your dick right now. You'd yeah. be gone. You made it to 30 and you weren't hit by a bus. You made it and you're in this time. Yeah. You live here now. Yeah. It's exciting. Or you can go, I'm 30, which means I'm halfway to 60, which means... Oh, I wasn't even thinking that Or far, whatever right. it is. Whatever is depressing about being 30. Stan Lee? Stan Lee's got some nice glasses. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 there, there's, there's, there's something to be learned from... from just being able to be present, I think that is that is that is key. 
Absolutely. And that's something that, like, for instance, being present means not being, maybe not being on my phone all the time. That That's sort of being present, being in the moment, dealing yeah. with things as they're happening, not worrying about things before they happen. And and fostering a childlike appreciation. It's impossible, I'm stealing this from my yoga teacher, to feel fear and gratitude at the same time. Mm-hmm. It just is. So it sounds, I'm getting some fear from you and I'm getting some, and believe me. You're talking to somebody who wakes up in the middle of the night all the time, afraid and mm-hmm. anxious. That's yes. just that's just part of who I am. Uh, it's not all the time, but it happens. So again, we're brothers, and we're by the Nacho Cheese River. But like when we when we focus on what we're grateful for, and when we focus on the moment, I've been having some really good breakthroughs uh, in meditation lately. And like in the shower, I'll laugh genuinely hard. At the, at the absurdity that I have a body. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I know that sounds really touchy-feely and weird, but that sort of joy is accessible, and it's not through... Now, it's funny you say that, because I've been, I've been sort of like... I've been going back in the... In the, in the like, I have, I have sort of phases where I'm going through, like, a period of, like, looking up, uh, like, stuff. I'm a huge Beatles fan. I have been since I was a tiny, yeah. tiny kid. Did you watch the George Harrison documentary? Oh, I've seen that, yeah. yeah. I've seen that quite, uh, twice. But they're, like, last night, for instance, oddly enough, I was looking up later in life George Harrison interviews before he dies. Mm. And something he then he, he, he brings up again and again is just just the soul and, and that it's that it's just this thing. And yeah, we have bodies right now, but you know, there's something else. There's yeah. something else to be aware of and, 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 and just that and that brought me some sort of comfort. Yes. In the sense that I was like, you know, this guy died young. But maybe he didn't die. Yeah. Maybe his soul is out there, you know. Buddy, George Harrison is a, is a cornerstone of a nutritious breakfast to me. Like George his outlook. Fucking, he's, he's, great. He's, he's great. He's the best Beatle. Eckhart uh, Tolle. For the record. Oh, I, he's my favorite Beatle, too. Who wrote uh, The Power of Now, which is a, ver- a wonderful book. It's so dense. It's so hard to get through. But uh, my friend Dwight Slade told me to get it on tape, and I've been listening to it on tape, and, it, and it's more digestible. But the begin- just in the introduction to the book, he talks about... He was so depressed. He was so afraid. He wanted to die. And then he had this thought where he was like, I can't live with myself any longer. And that was the beginning of his like awakening where he was like, what do I mean by that? I can't live with myself any longer. Right. That means there's like two things. And that's his whole thing is like we need to observe the thinking mind. We have to understand that there's something apart from just our brains, that we're not our brains. This George Harrison sort of yeah. idea. So when Matt Myra is upset and anxious and fearful and thinking, he says, observe the thinker, come outside of your brain and just look at it like a spectator and go like, look at how anxious this thing is, this thing that I'm right. inside of. But I'm over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot, of, a lot of my weird spiritual techniques tend to sound like uh, detached or whatever. I yeah. think it's funny to think of your life as a TV show. It's helpful if you're like, if you break up with your girlfriend and everyone's screaming and it's really negative. You're like, still, this is a good episode. People are going to talk about the Matt yeah. Myra breakup episode. Yeah. Good episode of my life. Also, one of the things that really helps me stay present is to, is to view life as a simulation. I don't believe that it is. But if we were in a computer program right now, and I said, Matt, come over to my house and put this helmet on and lay in this on this special bed. And, and then I'd flick it on and you're in the Nerdist studio and yeah. you're with me. But I'm a computer. I'm not real anymore. Uh-huh. All of this is fake. You would, you would touch everything like an alien. Right. You would be so in the moment and fascinated like a video game or a dream. You wouldn't be annoyed by things. You wouldn't be stressed out. You'd be right here yeah. exactly. I don't know. I'm preaching. No, I... I, 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 I I think one of my great, 
attempts, and I don't know how hard I tried, but I downloaded like 40 books on meditation. <laughs> and I've tried. And I've tried to do it. And I maybe I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I haven't tried very hard. No, you know what's bothering me about this episode is it sounds like instead of I love I want to learn from you. And instead of trying to make you learn from me. So I, I apologize for that. No, I this is exactly what I thought the show would be. Oh, really? Yeah. I just don't want to come off like I have the answers because I don't. You have so many answers. <laughs> the thing is, one of the things with TM. Yeah. And some people out there have emailed me and I completely agree. It's, it's way too expensive. But you have a thousand dollars somewhere, or you could save it up. Um, and there are rogue. Hey, I have a thousand. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to put that in your mouth. <laughs> there are some people uh, that will teach it rogue. That will teach what? That will teach going rogue outside of outside oh, of the uh, David Lynch Foundation or whatever, mm. because they think it should be a donation. It should be more accept- accessible. Maharishi taught that if you don't invest a lot of money in the Western society, you won't care about it. I'm who he's talking about. I paid that money, and it made me more likely to do it and take it seriously because I had invested. I see the that. Money. I see that. I can see that. It's also a very good. If, if he is full of shit, which I happen to not think he is, it is a good way to get people to pay you money and be like, it is a spiritual thing to give me all this money. Right. I actually agree with him. Um, what was I telling you? I should spend a thousand dollars. Oh no, you were talking about trying, and one of the one of the real things about. Uh, TM is there is no trying. It's very Yoda. No trying. Mm-hmm. If you have thoughts that distract you, have the thoughts. Be distracted. You know what I mean? And, and there's no book to read and there's no philosophy to absorb. It's not a religion or anything. I know I sound like it's a religion right now. But like when I hear people making are all you that now, effort, Are you auditing me? I am. Um, all right. Do you ever linger by bus stop for sexual arousement? Yeah, often. Have you ever had sex with a family member? So many times. When do you, do you get a haircut last? Three weeks ago. Have you ever lived with a girl for over a year even though you knew it was wrong? No, we didn't make it that Have long. Have you ever lived in... <laughs> I was going to ask you that one over and over. <laughs> anyway, the point is, when it comes to things like that, it should be natural and it should be effortless and it should feel like coming home. It shouldn't feel like you closing your eyes, taking a break from reading a book, and then beating yourself up because you didn't get there. I would say that happiness and peace and all these sorts of things are inside of you. It's all this bullshit. It is our phones. It is the society. It is our egos. Mm. It is our desires for relationship that's blocking our natural place, which I think is a happy, happier Matt, a, a more self-loving Matt, all that sort of stuff. I do, but I don't think the path to all this stuff yeah. is like feels like trying. I, feels, I think it feels like a reunion with your true way. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, reunion, a reunion with my true way. I don't think you. What felt, is my true way? I don't think you felt like this way when you were a child. Like oh, a really? T- tiny baby. You didn't know me. You were crying a <laughs> lot. A really surly baby. I could be full of shit, man. I'm, I'm completely open to that. There's a there's a, a story I used to tell on stage, and it, like back to the whole. Let's go back to the fat thing for a second. The uh, there's a story my my aunt told me about. I know your aunt. When I was six years old, she said that when I was six years old, I was at, my, I was at, a, I was at a birthday party and I was eating just a bunch of cake. <laughs> and she asked me why I was eating all the cake. And I told her, six-year-old Matt said to her, because if I don't, I'll die. Whoa. That's incredible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was that one. And then I just, and then the joke, the joke, the punchline of that joke is my family thought that was hilarious. And not a cry for help. <laughs> wow. Which it so clearly... Because you didn't understand food, I guess. No, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I thought. 
I thought I needed to eat all that chocolate cake because that somehow kept me alive. Kumail thought if he ate the perfect amount, he'd never shit. <laughs> so kids are weird. That's talk true. to if we've learned anything, it's talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. They have some weird Get thoughts out there and learn about them. But how? How? I. I. Yeah. No. I just don't. Anyway. But hmm? now I'm happy with Kiki and. and the, oh, good, 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 good. I'm it's happy. Good. I'm right? happy. Yeah, that's all good. That is great. We're great. I bet you're happier than you even realize. That's probably. that's my point. I probably am. I probably am. I just don't. I think know. if I can sum up all that kind of silliness I was saying is that if we can slow down and be here and look around, mm-hmm. you got more to be happy about and more to be grateful for than than we realize. Is this the uh, most boring episode you've ever done? I'm invigorated. <laughs> 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 so let's wrap it up with God. You kind of talked about it. What do you believe now? Uh, I I believe almost nothing now. Really? Like that, yeah, I'm sort of in a in a in a space of of a much more scientific look at the at the world than I mean. Even my confirmation name was Thomas. <laughs> I was the doubter. Yeah, <laughs> and that that was me being like, guys, come on, <laughs> I know what's going on. Here. Did you get to pick it? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I got to pick your confirmation name. Oh, I didn't. Know oh, that. you're yeah, you're not Catholic. You're the offshoots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you got to pick your confirmation name. So huh. when you're confirmed in the church, you are to 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 the Catholic Church. According to the Catholic Church, I'm Matthew Paul Thomas Myra. Well, that's a very very Catholic, Catholic name, name right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, and it started it started, and it's a weird thing too because my brother ended up going born again, hmm. and then I think to fight that, my dad went uber Catholic. Like it just, and I sort of watched this little religious turf war go on between them <laughs> as a, as an as an adult, and I just sort of I completely sort of backed myself away from it. Hmm. And I I, you know, I, there's the, I think the the worst thing you can be is an agnostic. I think hmm. that's the worst thing you can be because you're not you're saying you're not sure, and you're just not you know whatever's out there is out there kind of a thing. And while I think that's the worst thing you can be, I probably am that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not making a definitive statement. I'm not an atheist. Well, mo- most atheists would tell you that uh, deep down they're open to a point zero 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 one percent of a of a god. Yeah. Be- so I forget what it's called. It's agnostic, atheist, agnostic. The point is, most of the a- most people who call themselves atheists are ninety nine point nine 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 percent atheists. That's how sure they are right. that there's no god. But they're like, look, if you want to say that that's one of the possibilities, like point zero 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 zero, that a unicorn is running all of this through his Xbox 720 what? in the future. He got the new one? He's got the new one, and this is all the game that he's playing. Fine. I'll concede that I couldn't know, I couldn't know that. Right. So you're welcome. But I'm just saying most, most atheists would say, technically, I guess you could nail me on saying that it's a possibility, but I'm saying the evidence points to it not being a god. Right. So that's fine. Right. I think you're okay. But then there's the thing of like, I cannot, the, the, the thing, I'm always on board this sort of not, they're not being a god sort of situation. But then when my brain begins to think about eternity hmm. or what was here before there was anything here, mm-hmm. that's where my, my logic breaks down. Because yes, okay, I'll believe that the Big Bang happened from a very, very tiny point in space, just exploded. All mm-hmm. the matter and everything exploded. But what made that? Mm-hmm. What made the matter, and was there, and what was before, mm-hmm. and then there's the whole thing of if there was a god who decided to make the universe, who made him, mm-hmm. you know, and it just always goes the chicken and the egg thing. It's always sort of like, wait, what if, what, 
There's always another question. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be more questions. No one's ever going to know all the answers. Unless you're George Harrison. He knows all the answers. But well, It's funny that you say that because a lot of people that have these spiritual epiphanies, people that have near-death experiences, for yeah. example, have claimed to go to places where they do understand everything, where every question and answer is presented at the same time. But then when they return to Earth, they can't articulate it. I'm reading. Yeah, no. If I so, uh, I just want there to be like a situation where I die, and then I can ask, you know, a being or or whomever. I can ask all the questions, the stupid questions that I've had my whole life of like, of like you're keeping tally of this, right? So how many times have I pooped? Mm-hmm. Like I want to know the answers to these sorts of things, just because I enjoy statistics. <laughs> I just want to know how many times, how many times have I blinked? Right. How many times have I blown my nose? I want to know all of these stupid things. Right. 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 And uh, for me, that's that's sort of that's the be all end all for me is knowing all the stupid you look numbers. At the, you want to look at the back of your life's baseball card. I do. Yeah. I want to see my career statistics. Well, I, I believe um, it's interesting that you say, "Look, I'm turned on by atheism." It's a, it's an interesting answer to mm-hmm. me, uh, but I'm also like you, drawn into your George Harrisons and, yeah. and people who have near death experiences yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's always fascinating to yeah. me. Well, the near death experience thing, I don't. There's they've. I've seen some studies on just like, uh, for instance, people who claim to be have been abducted by aliens, mm-hmm. and there's just something there's something in the brain pattern of 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 when this is happening. Of, and usually this will happen. They say it'll happen when you're when during sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a pattern of the conscious brain during sleep analysis during sleep paralysis that matches. So everybody's matches. Mm-hmm. So what there's what what they think is our brains just interpret this alien abduction story. Mm-hmm. Our our brains just sort of make that up mm-hmm. as just a way of filling in the blank. And all the because all the patterns look the same, everybody's thinking of the same thing. But I mean, where did that come from? I don't know. Yeah. No. Hey, I'm not an expert. Not yet. So you think dead over? Dead over. Uh, probably. I would say probably dead over. I mean, I worked in a funeral home for years. Really? Yeah, I worked in a funeral home for four years in Lowell. And uh, you got I got desensitized to death pretty quickly just because it was, you know, every day. We would do 100 and, 170, 180 funerals a year. Hmm. So I would see everybody at their most vulnerable. And I would, you know, be there. And I would go get, I would pick up bodies, stuff like that. Well, not, not with your body. You'd pick them I up. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, you. I mean, there's a point where you're picking them up with your hands. Sure, you're going to put them in the... Really? Know, yeah. You'd scoop up corpses? You scoop, scoop them up. Well, the scoop up, the scoop up happens, transferring from the, the table in the morgue or in the, in the room where the embalming is done. Mm-hmm. The scoop up happens from that point to the casket. Mm-hmm. There's a scoop up. There's no... In the suit. Yeah. It's the, a after suit After we up. put them on the suit, yeah. You put them in the suit? Yeah. You put naked corpses in suits. Yeah. What you do is you put on you put on first you put on their pair of uh, of boxers. They're they're, they're wearing rubber, underwear. They're wearing rubber boxer underwear. So if they leak, so anything. there's no leakage. Yeah. Then the suit goes on. <laughs> then Fuck the everybody. What's the matter, Pete? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you put the suit on, and and I always I always found the act of cutting the suit 
down the back, which is mostly what you do. Most of the time you cut the suit. To put it on. To put it on. Yeah. Uh, just because it makes it easier. And a lot of times the people, the families will bring us clothes that haven't fit in a while. You know, things like that. So, and I always found that kind of sad. I always found that really sad. And then I found, what I found extra, extra, extra sad was when people would bring by brand new suits. Like just these brand new suits that they went out. Like obviously that was a discussion that the family had to have of like we got nothing to bury this guy and we got to go get something. And then they're there picking out the thing that he's going to wear forever. Like it just, just, it just always for some reason that when I would open up the suits or open up the new ties that were in the little, you know, the long plastic thing, Mm -hmm. I just got really sad about it. I would always get sad about that. Yeah, I can see why. I'm just like, oh, this is a bummer. This is really sad. And then, like, the other thing, too, is, like, sometimes people would want to keep the glasses. The eyeglasses? Yeah. I'm going to go on the record right now. Don't take my glasses. <laughs> if there is a rapture, I want to see. Uh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't take my if glasses. If there's a rapture, you'll have a new body. Nah. Look at this one with the, with the eyeballs. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just that, and that would get that. That's the moment where I would go, "Oh, this is really a bummer." And then, you know, it just—it's a we- it was a weird thing being around death constantly, like all the time. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, you know, and then someone in someone in the family would die, and I would just go, "Okay." And then going to their funeral, I would just be like, "Oh, I wonder which casket they got." Mm. How much they spent? You looked at it like a show. You looked at it like a yeah, like a business. So like, oh, how are they going to do this? How do they do this? This is what we do. How do they do it? Mm. And it just became a weird sort of a thing. So yeah, working at funeral home will desensitize you to death. It sounds like that make, made cremation seem more appealing. Cremation, I think cremation is appealing to a point, but it's also man. Sometimes you have to. That's the other weird thing too. When the crematory would bring. The ashes back to the funeral home. They would plop it down on the desk, and it would come in a cardboard box, like a uh, like probably an eight by eight box, mm-hmm. and that that's the person. But what was crazy was they were always still warm. Really, the boxes were always still because you know thirty minutes or less. Insane. It's insane. And we would, you know, if you you, you do have to burn somebody a little longer if they're tubby. Takes a little while. Takes a little extra while. There probably is a cookbook. This yeah, is very morbid. There probably but is. There's a cookbook. There probably is a cookbook. You got to look at the cook times. Yeah. Uh, the mon- I would see the monks a lot of times. The 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 the, the Vietnamese monks. Uh, they always would always get cremated. So there'd be this whole thing of like this big procession up to the up to the crematory, and they do the the ceremony there, and uh, you know you just watch them, and, and it just seemed like a. Just, it just seemed like such a. I, I, I don't know. It was just. It was. It was interesting. It was interesting to say the least. Yeah. I don't. Would you ever? Have you ever seen a dead body? Let me ask you that. What do you mean in the wild? Just no. Just in life. I mean, either at a funeral or yeah, at yeah. funerals. I've yeah, been yeah sure. Funeral, sure. Yeah. Uh, I find it odd when people just sort of like. I I, I still to this day I come across adults who have never seen a dead body. And I don't understand. They've never been I to don't, a wake. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand how they've never seen a dead body. And they say that's help, helpful to the closure of it, is seeing the seeing body. Seeing the body? Yeah. Is that what you're supposed to be doing there? I don't know. 
It was always, it was, I mean, it became not weird, but, and then the fact that it became not weird, that made me go, this is weird, that it's yeah. not weird. Yeah. The fact that I'm, and then, like, we would have, like, my te like, a couple, I buried a couple of my teachers. Oh. Like, my high school teachers died. Oh. To bury them. That now you get an F. <laughs> <laughs> You see me, <laughs> and we, it was yeah, it was just, it was it was weird. It was weird. Let's we have to cleanse. Yeah, let's cleanse. Let's talk about when you were when you dressed up like a pilgrim. No, let's talk about no, that. No, no, Come we, on, no, we can't. Why we do that? I have to. We have to pause so I can urinate. Jesus, do it. Go, Louise's. go pee. Go pee. I really? need to. I need to hear about this, Katie. There's no way. <laughs> oh, I forgot that you love that oh, stuff. I love, love, love pilgrims. All, All right. right. We need to talk about it. It's a good break. I'm going to urinate. All right. You want to talk? This is where we'll pick back okay, up. Okay, everybody. Here's the deal. Uh, on, the, on the live Nerdist podcast from San Francisco Sketch Fest, which Pete is a guest on, uh, we discovered... This will be a good palate cleanser from learning about the worst things of the world. <laughs> Jesus, we, that was the worst. We discovered not a bad, po- no, good, good podcast, good, good podcast, very though, brutal. Right? brutal. We, we discovered that uh, Pete uh, lived mm. lived my dream. <laughs> he got to be a pilgrim in Salem, a Puritan, a Puritan in in Salem. No buckle on uh, this hat, Mister. <laughs> in Salem, Massachusetts, which uh, was played a big role in my childhood, and really anybody from New England, sort of like going to Salem or, or Sturbridge Village. Mm. or Plymouth. Mm. It was a thing you had to do as a child. You mm-hmm. were dragged to these things, and there would be people, reenactors, if you will. Did you know nothing of historical importance happened in Salem? It all happened in Danvers. I did. I knew that. Which was Salem. Yeah. And Salem that we know now is Salem Village. <laughs> and we were in Salem Village. <laughs> April 19th, 1692. <laughs> I love the it. The trial of Bridget Bishop, <laughs> who was my wife. <laughs> Was to be my wife, oh. and I was Colonel Nathaniel Hawthorne, and I was trying her. You were Nathaniel Hawthorne. It was a pre-trial. We oh were just trying God. to see if there was suspicion of witchcraft. Which, if you go and see Cry Innocent in Salem, it's this live show that I did. Uh, it's a hundred. She's a hundred percent guilty uh, because it's it's just a, a pre-trial to see if she and and the law is British law. Okay, mm-hmm. so it, she did. She had poppets with like pins. In them. This is all historical. They yeah. found poppets in her house, or people were lying. Um, then there were a bunch of things. It get, that's the only physical evidence, which is the poppets. Everything else was like, Certain I had a fight with her, I, yeah. and then a monkey creature came after me, which we would call a familiar. Yeah, a familiar. A demon familiar. Yeah. But yeah, and and but then you'd also play the other characters. So like I would call if you were the judge, you were the judge of the whole show. But if you were like Jonathan Bly, you came out and were Jonathan Bly, and you had like a floppy hat, and you'd be like, I was doing some work on her house, and then you'd come back and you'd be John Cook, and you'd be like, I had a quarrel with you know, I had a quarrel with Goodwife Bishop. Amazing. And then and then the witch, uh, while the woman on trial for suspicion of witchcraft would be like, you can rot, and she'd yell and spit on the ground and stuff. So the, how long did you do that for? One summer and two Halloweens. Was it, it the was, best summer of your life? It was a great summer of my life. It was. Uh, I was actually just telling Thayer about this. It's actually kind of sweet. Um, my ex and I and her best friend, I feel like everybody knows her name. So it's, it's Becca and Lori. So mm-hmm. Becca is my ex-wife. 
and Lori's her best friend. And my friend Daniel and I, and uh, we always used to, like, stay over at their apartment. They were roommates. So we would, like, go over to their house. And we were 20, 21 maybe. So we had just, like, started drinking. And they would, like, get us alcohol. Oh. I'd have, like, a couple drinks. But back then, it, like, this is yeah, old yeah. shaky McPoor White Zinfandel. Yeah, yeah, sure. And now I'm drinking drinks with these two uh, good-looking girls that are, like, fun and a little bit older oh. than us. And we would, like, sleep over, uh, like, all the time. And what that meant was sleepover. I would go and sleep with her in her bed. And all we did was joke around all night and clown around all night. Come to find out the other two were hooking up, which now I'm like, of course. (laughs) Of course. You don't go over a girl's house and you're all friends and friendly and get liquored up and just go and sleep. But that's what old Sweetie Petey was doing. When when she told me that 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 they were fucking, I I didn't talk for like two minutes. Like I like to, it took all of my RAM what, to process what that. What was it that you were having a hard time processing? Were you was it like jealousy that they were no, fucking, or no. was it just like they are sinning next to it me? It was they were sinning. It was I can't believe they're fucking because I wanted to live in a world where you could go over a girl's house and have drinks and not do something that you're not supposed to do. That it could be wholesome. Why did you want to live in that world? Guilt, fear, and I wanted to be accepted. What? Let me ask you this: the 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 ex-wife. Uh, what was she a particularly religious person, or she was uh, ish? I guess she had done more. In in my opinion, nothing now. Yeah, I wouldn't call them bad things, but she had done more bad things. Right. Uh, I believe she went through a brief smoking phase. I never knew her when she smoked. I knew she had lived with a boyfriend. You know what this I mean? This is like this is childlike. It's so baby. This is so childlike. It's baby time. Of, of just 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 a way of looking at the world where it's baby. Her smoking is that's a that's her a, doing yeah, a yeah, terrible thing. Yeah, she did thing. a bad thing, and and the fact that she was like even offering us drinks was like wrong. Yeah, it was very. You know, it was bad, and at the same time, it was kind of fun to be doing something. So, when you bad. start to get into a relationship with her, how at what point is it clear to her that oh, we're not going to have sex until we're married, or rather, to her? Yeah. Oh, we did have sex before we were married. Okay, you had sex before you were married, but but she in your mind is that now was that now a thing of Pete? You better get married. Well, to I'm her. not joking. When she went down on me the first time, I think the first thought was not oh my god, my first blowjob, how hot. My first thought was like. We're definitely getting married. Wow. I'm not proud of that. And your first blow, how old were you? 21, probably. Wow. Because I didn't want to do the everything but thing. I knew a lot of friends that would do everything but. And I was yeah. like, you think you're fooling God because you're having sex with somebody's mouth instead of their vagina or their ass instead of their vagina, yeah, which some yeah, people yeah. would do. I was like, you're an idiot. You're supposed to remain pure and not have any sex until you're married. So I was doing that. Then she goes down on me, and I'm like, well, this changes everything. Either I'm a liar or we're getting married. And I was like, we'll get married. Oh, my God. But she was very clear. She was like, I don't want you to think because we're having sex we need to get married. Like, she was, she was an adult. Yeah. She was an adult person. She was an adult and you were not. And I was a baby. And for some reason, we all listened to the baby. The baby was like, we should get married. And the adult was like, that's a little weird. And I was like, no, I think we should. <laughs> and I didn't pressure her into it. I, I, I think we so just So you've kind been of... a talking baby for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist told me once, he was like, I think it's very appropriate that you are the voice, <laughs> a man's voice coming out of a baby sometimes. So it's funny that Dr. Gary Penn, his book available now. Uh, but that's not what you want to know about. You want to know about no. But life. like, while we're on the subject mm. of the situation of 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 you and your girlfriend, what at what? How far into this do you decide she's your girlfriend? 
of the hanging out at the house, sleeping over. Yeah, because she was like kind of my first official girlfriend. I didn't really know when we kissed. I was like, I'm your boyfriend. You know, in my mind. Like, I knew I was going to be committed you, to her. At what point do you audibly say that to her? Because I feel like that would frighten a girl. If you're, if, if you're 21 out there you yeah. know, and, you're, and you kiss a girl and then you say, we, uh, you are now my girlfriend, that would but frighten. We, but we them. lived in the biodome. We lived in a, in a Christian community and stuff. And it wasn't that weird to think that. This is, in fact, if you kiss. But here's the deal. This is, so, this is bizarre to me. Yeah. And I was living 25 minutes up the street. Sure. But we're in a bubble. It's called the Gordon bubble. Gordon Codge. It's a real bubble. I've been at parties since then. I'm not uh-huh. proud of this either, where I've kissed more than one person, and it's wonderful. It's a, <laughs> it's a great thing. The same night. And they know about it. It's not like, it's not like ooh, and now I'm kissing you. It's just like everybody's kissing everybody. Who gives a fuck? There's a, a cow being slaughtered, and Moses breaks the commandments. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I understand that now. Yeah. But back then, I was just kind of like, this is now a, a relationship. It's very silly. The... I, I don't know if there's enough or if there is any resentment. Maybe there should be more resentment towards nobody interve- intervening. Yeah. Like somebody not going like, I get it. You think you should get married. Uh, I get it. I don't think you should. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, right. I understand all the, in- all the information that's been loaded into you. This is the logical thing. But uh, once my mom signed off of it, she thought it was a good idea. I was like, that's great. It's done. Wow! Yeah, I'm not proud. That is of that is amazing that that could happen in <laughs> in not the 1920s. I know. If you want to go back in time, just go to Gordon College. Although every time I go, I like to think it's a little bit more progressive, a little bit more. Where was Gordon? It's in Wenham, which is right by Beverly. Okay, which is right by Salem. Yeah, yeah. So then we were working there. <laughs> so me and this girl, we would we didn't have sex until much later. So I continued having like friendly time sleepovers with her. Wow. Well, they were... This is the most fascinating tale a man has ever told. Is that true? Yeah, this is very interesting. That you would be able to... We just made out a little bit sometimes. Yeah, but... It took us fucking forever to kiss, too. It took us forever to kiss. And why do you think that was? I mean, mean, is there there naivete on on, on her part, too? Is there some naivete? I think I represented to her... I've given this a lot of thought. I think I represented to to her a return to a... A, a, a quote-unquote purity that she had kind of walked Left away behind, from. Yeah. So she was raised as I was to think that was a good thing, even though I'm here to tell you that that's like an un- unevolved, two-dimensional, sheltered, shallow, suffocated thing. Yeah. But we both thought that that was quality. And I think when my wife and I got together, my ex-wife, I just, when I'm talking about it, I'm back then. That's yeah, people sure, give sure. me shit yeah, for yeah, not saying yeah. ex-wife. She was my ex-wife, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I was a little bit appealing to her because I was a return to good things. So she was like, this guy will straighten me out a little bit. Not even that she was doing anything that crazy. But what I ended up doing to her was homogenizing her, removing all of her edges. I made her baby safe. All her corners were padded and taped. And then I'm not even seeing the complete person. And what's worse is I'm making her feel like a boring person and like a, 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 a just, just a sweet thing, yeah. just a bag of sugar. Nobody wants to be a bag of sugar. Nobody's ever been like, remember that great meal we had in Chicago where they just gave us a bowl of sugar? Nobody wants to just be an angel. People want to be seen for everything. And I couldn't handle her because I wasn't being a full person. So I couldn't allow her to be a full person. So I was like, I'll be a sweetheart. You be an angel. We'll get married. Sweethearts and angels are, that's one day a year, Valentine's Day. The rest of the year, you should be fucking and and getting in arguments and and kissing more than one person at a party. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, amazing. Yeah. I think that's really that's really 
So that's why when I talk about putting a hit out on a relationship, I get it. Yeah. My wife, my ex, put a hit out on our relationship, and I get it. Yeah. Good for you. She had the drunk back of the brain bar. She had her angry side, and she was looking at it like I could stay in this, this uh, you know, our whole life had been wiped down with Purell. There's nothing wrong with yeah. our life. Right. And that's why it was so confusing to me. I was like, how could you end this? I don't understand. Nothing's wrong. Well, maybe... Maybe that's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how we got here from what, what is she? What, 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 what does she do now? Where is she? I don't know. I'm wondering. Yeah, I'll, make, I'll, I'll do you – maybe – I'll write her an email <laughs> if you have lunch with your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's love and reconciliation hiding in these – thorny fucking terrible woods that we yeah. don't want to go back in and believe me i'm not gonna ever i'll never think about it again really when i see yeah. you i won't be like there's the guy that doesn't talk to his best friend i don't think you'll look at me and be like there's a guy who completely understands what happens with his marriage for the most part right but uh refuses to tell her maybe <laughs> maybe i should tell her maybe she you should yeah she should be privy to that i think i think i think it would that, be beneficial i think you would owe, i think you kind of owe that to her we, much, much the way i sort of owe it's maybe to my best friend too. Life is it's, former former best friend. I understand, but it's just uh, yeah. I know this is cliche, and it sounds like the the last shot of Doogie Howser, like he's journaling. But life is really complicated, and like it can't just be like this happened, and therefore I hate you. It's possible that my ex wife cheated on me, and I look at that and be like. You pulled the escape hatch. I never would have pulled it, but I'd still be that baby boy. And you kicked me out of the nest, and it was mean. And she couldn't shoot me in the back of the head. She had to outsource it to the guy that she was fucking, and and she was doing that because he was married too. So we all got in a big mess. But at the end of the day, when the dust settled, we we all relocated to these different villages. We're not in contact anymore, but it was for the best. You know what I mean? It worked out. Yeah. So – to bring it back to your best friend, maybe maybe the dust is settled, and I'm not here to tell you that it has. Let's give it another few months. Sure, want to be a year, I think. You, oh, it hasn't even been a year. Not You're yet. doing fine. Yeah, this was almost five years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, <laughs> I, right. I do a lot of thinking on it, a lot of therapy on it, and that sort of stuff. So don't I, feel bad. The only therapy I do on it is podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, seeing me is like seeing one fourth of my therapist. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you have any questions about the Puritans? And then well, I'll ask you the final question. My question to you is the is the is the is the Pilgrim. Was there a lot of fraternizing between the players? And by the players, I mean you guys, the Puritans. The Puritan. No, I mean the reenactor Puritans. Yes, that were hired by either Salem by Gordon College. Yeah, it's a Gordon College production. Okay. <laughs> Was there a lot of fraternizing between everybody? Between us. Between and- you. You each other. I mean, like the cast. Would the cast be? Oh, we were very, very tight. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, were they fucking each other? That's what uh, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. Just those two people. No, I mean, it was a small cast. Uh, the girl that my friend was having sex with was the ticket girl, but was she the, had to dress up too. And was the like, goal? Was the, <laughs> what is this strange currency? Every single person. Oh no! Credit card. <laughs> what? Was there an end game for you guys? Was, were any of you like hoping to make it to the big leagues of working for the town of Salem? 
Uh, some of us wanted to be like actors and stuff. Yeah, a lot of us but were did, the. But did anybody? Was there a guy? I just want there to be a guy. I understand. A whose life end or... game is I'm gonna get a job for Salem. Yeah, and I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, that is there all year. Halloween comes. I'm the king of, of New it. England, a prince of Maine, if you will. Ooh. <laughs> Abortion? No, uh, you're Princess of Maine, you kings of New England. You no, know, I know, but yeah. there's an abortion in that book. It doesn't need to be. It's not Let's unnecessary. Let's just whitewash it. Okay. I mean, come on. What book is that? The the Cider House Rules. Yeah, my yeah. ex loved that book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We should just take her to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's seen it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. I wrote a, I wrote a show about it. Like, oh, that was really? my first like pitch, was yeah. a show called Making History. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. And there was one guy who was a lifer, and it was based on a guy who was kind of into it. Yeah. I was not into it. Like I said on the show, there were people that signed autographs like Colonel Hawthorne, and I signed my autograph, Pete Holmes. That's when I knew I was not made for that job. <laughs> I would also forfeit anything for a laugh. If somebody was like uh, Goodman Lau, and I'd be like, yeah. And if they set me up to say something funny that was not historically accurate, I would absolutely say it every time. Did they get mad at you for breaking character? The, that's the other title of the show, by the way, but it sounds too much like an HBO show. But originally it was called Breaking Character. And then the pilot of the show is our director, who wasn't there every day, read us a complaint letter that he had gotten. And the, my plot, my character's plot in the story was that I'm investigating as to whether or not the letter was real. So I'm trying to figure out if the woman, and her name is McConaughey, and I'm like, he just got that from Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> this is a fake letter, and I'm, I'm going around trying to prove that like, we didn't really get in trouble, that he made a fa- I still don't know if it was a fake letter. Because the letter said to a T, she was like, I've seen the show before, it used to be really professional, now everyone's clowning around. I was like, you passive-aggressive <laughs> genius. This is a fake letter. Let me see that letter. Analyze the handwriting. We should make that for the Nerdist YouTube channel. It's kind of a no-brainer. I think I talked about this. I brought Thomas Middleditch into it, which was which is why. I ha- Look, I love Tommy Mid, but that's why I have this adamant. If you have an idea, especially if it's your own idea, don't bring someone else into it because now Thomas right, right. is associated with that project. I've I've pitched it with him. Now I'd like him to be in it, but it's a little hard for me to be like, this is my life. That's one part of my life, and I brought this other comedian into right. it. it. It muddied the waters. If yeah. you have a life story, and I have more life stories than that, yeah. but like it's, it's difficult to bring somebody else into it. I agree. Because he'd have a claim. He I would. I agree. Because we've been around. We pitched it a long time ago. I would have to get his permission to, to make that, which is weird. It's bullshit. Uh, I don't know if he'd say no. He's a sweetheart. Well, let's find out. Let's call him. Let's call. Let's call. We'll call your ex-wife. We'll call my best friend. I don't we'll have call her. I don't have her number. All right. We'll email. We'll email her. Could I text my ex the picture that Greta was taking of her ass? I'm sure. I'm sure we could get a hold of it. <laughs> oh God, you were great. This this was a great one. The last question, unless yeah, you no. good. The last yeah. question is: Do you remember one of the hardest times you've ever laughed? It doesn't matter if it's a good story or a bad story. Um. Yeah, I f- let's see. Oh, I can think of the heart. The, there's there's two moments of watching television as as a kid that I remember laughing so so hard. Mm. Uh, one of them was from uh, uh, a Treehouse of Horrors Simpsons episode. It might if be you a say no, Zombie Ned Flanders. No, it's not Zombie Ned Flanders. It's I, 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 <laughs> correct me if I'm, I don't remember. Maybe it's not a Treehouse of Horror, but. I will correct There's an you. episode where Bart 
pulls an April Fool's joke on Homer where he takes the paint he takes his beer can yes. to the paint store and puts it in the paint mixer. Yes. And puts it in the fridge. <laughs> That's where Homer opens it Homer up goes, and he yeah. goes, I would be quite a fool <laughs> yes, if this yes. was Shook Moore. Yes. An April fool, uh, as it were. Yeah, and then Bart just the Bart comes out and starts to say April Fools. <laughs> And the, just the, they got it. They got it right at the right point of him starting to say "fuh" <laughs> before the house explodes in a geyser of beer. The, the, to me, when that aired, uh, I don't know how old I was, maybe eleven. That was the funniest fucking thing I had ever seen. April Fools! Yeah, ever seen in my life. That, and it cracked me. You up. know what? I think they ran it in the promos though. Oh, At least you know, in I Lexington. I don't think I saw the promo then. Because I was like, the uh, they kind of ruined that yeah, joke yeah, yeah. in the promo. <laughs> well, I didn't. I just saw it. I, saw, I, was, I was as pure as, as a young Pete Holmes when I, when I saw that. Uh, you mean blowjob engaged Pete Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> I the, accept. And the, the second, That's her proposing to me. She got on one knee. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> she wasn't standing. I was lying down. The, <laughs> It's very presumptuous to stand and get a blowjob. I prefer the stand blowjob. It's just, it's really presumptuous, though. I don't know. I like to feel like, like I'm looking out at the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> My ship's coming into port, honey. <laughs> uh, it's more of a manly position. You can see yeah, all the angles. Yeah, you're just ready. If like a wolf comes in, you yeah, can tackle it. Yeah, but if just, you're lying down getting blown, I mean, yeah. you deserve to get eaten by a wolf. Eaten by a wolf. <laughs> uh, and the other. The other time, the other the other very funny situation uh, on television that I laughed at was a uh, first run of Mr. Show mm. with Bob and David, and it was a sketch that I found out last. It was a Scott Ackerman sketch where uh, there was the it was the monks versus the fat camp. So it was the monk camp versus the fat camp, and the whole I mean the whole sketch leads in as uh, like Bob Odenkirk just being the skater stoner dude who they decided the new Dalai Lama. And then him going over and then becoming the Dalai Lama. And then his friend goes to visit him. And he's like, man, you really changed. And he's like, yes, I'm the Dalai Lama now, blah, 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 blah. And then it, all of a sudden they're having this moment. And then they go and they laugh. And then they go, all right. And then Odenkirk just goes, all right, cut the shit. <laughs> and just pulls down a map. And it's got the Tibetan monk camp and the fat kid camp. Uh, and uh, it's and the guy comes out as this fat kid comes out and William Van Landingham the third, the third, my dear boy. So I'm just I'm already laughing hysterically at this, and then it comes it comes to play that every year the monks versus the fat kid camp they have a series of you know camp type activities a, a relay race yes a freestyle rap battle <laughs> so on and so forth, and the the part that killed me was they. They're showed apart on the on bicycles. So there's this monk on a bicycle and this fat kid on a bicycle. Then the fat kid gets off the bicycle because he sees a trail of candy bars. <laughs> so the fat kid gets off the bicycle, follows the trail of candy bars, sits down to eat a candy bar. And then David Cross's character, who's just this teenager, comes out from behind the bush and slices the kid's throat. <laughs> And when I saw that, when I when that that moment for me, that was like a revelation of comedy for me. Just it was the funniest fucking thing in the world, and it was just it just to me as a I don't know what year that it was two thousand maybe or yeah ninety nine two thousand, and I'm I was just at this point I'm 
No, what year did Mr. Show? It was 96 <laughs> to 2000, right? So I was uh, 17, 16 or 17 years old, and I was just like, this is, this is it. This is the pinnacle of human achievement. <laughs> to have this fat kid's throat get slit by the stoner dude yeah. that David Cross is playing, it was the, that for me was the, I laughed so, you know, so, so hard. That's not that dissimilar from Zombie Ned Flanders. It's just overly aggressive violence for right. no good reason. So I'm with you. It's just, yeah, there's something very funny about that. Can I share, I tweeted this recently, which is way to breathe, no breath, which is Jimbo <laughs> to Bart when he doesn't have a soul, he tries to fog up a window and it doesn't work. Yeah. And he goes, way to breathe, no breath. <laughs> that's such a, that's a great episode. I too. sleep in a drawer. <laughs> that's Kearney's uh, son. Yep. Well, the, Myro, I feel like we could, we're both podcasters, yeah. and we could keep going forever. But we know when to stop. We know when to stop. Which was two episodes <laughs> ago. <laughs> well, thank you for doing it, man. No, I, I'm I, glad. I'm I glad. really, really enjoyed it. Uh, at the end of our show, we say, enjoy your burrito. Oh, yeah? Would you, would you mind saying that? Keep it crispy. <laughs> I'm flattered that you knew the correct, correct thing to say. And thank you, Katie, for an extra long one. Good Lord. I'm sorry. Almost the record. Well, no, not even close. No, we're over three hours. This is over three hours. I thought we were over two hours. No, that was three hours. Oh my god, we did this at twelve. <laughs> no, we did it at one, and it's four. One o'clock. I don't understand time. <laughs> Where are we? April fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.